Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our fans, loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Welcome to KMA episode 397, coming up on Landmark 400 soon. Uh, Broadcasting from West, uh, actually Boynton Beach, Florida, with my trusty gang, uh, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, which will be coming up on here. And uh, my buddy, my son, Paul from South Philly, Alex Tavella. What's up, boys? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, hey, hey. nobody. I thought up. you always announce Alex first. So I, I saw I, that there, I was, a, there was a switch. He threw me in as the Italian scallion. I like variety. <laughs> oh I man! I figure one. You know, I was planning on being in in uh, in costume today. So what happened? Um, the plan was, I don't know if either of you ever saw this. I've had some pretty epic costumes, um, really, over the years. One of these years, I did a really, really good uh, devil. I mean, literally, like, I went to a makeup artist. I had these... I was around horns. for that. I was around I had, for that. I had these horns protruding over my head. I had these <laughs> contacts in. I had a whole makeup artist do my thing. I had next-gen nails put on my thing, pointed black tip nails, my hands were red, my skin was red. And it was, I think it was during a Pete Johnson event. I was going to say, it was at the Twihey event that night. Yeah, I, I, it was freaking everybody out. It looked so real. So Pete wanted to go grab some lunch, so I had to go to lunch in the full gear. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, listen, I walk in, the whole restaurant stops. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, you know, Universal Studios quality makeup, you know? And, um, People started taking photos and selfies with me. And the funniest thing is, as we were walking out, there was like this elderly couple sitting at a table. And I saw them staring at me. And they, they look at me and they go, and I went, I just went to them. I went, see you real soon. Good <laughs> 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 morning. The whole restaurant busted out laughing. So my wife did this thing last couple, uh, maybe about three, four years ago. It was really badass. It was really cool. But she makes, she does my makeup and she makes me a 2D cartoon. That's weird. Yeah, I got a picture. I'll find it. I'll text it to you. You put it here. But she really makes me so it looks I look like a comic book in real person, in real life. She yeah. does the makeup like that. And I was That's cool though. It. I've seen that before. That's really cool. It is cool. And I was gonna do it today. She's gotten a lot better at it because that was like four years ago. But you gotta shave your beard. So what happened was this was the plan. And we, we she got the makeup, we're ready to do it. But I ended up seeing some pictures of me from the last time I did it, and after I did the drag event without the beard, I didn't want to go another. Yeah, it's brutal. Looking at yeah, you without I mean, a beard, I don't know you without a beard. It's brutal. Yeah, I'm like I'm not shaving the beard again. So that that wow. Costume, yeah, that costume got shot down last night. So are you? Do you dress up? Like, do you go out with the kids at all? Do you dress up? Do you do anything? I, I don't. I don't walk around. I mean, I walk around with the kids. I don't dress up to walk around with the kids. But you know, there's no trick or treating this year. You know, they got some private. Really? Yeah, there's no trick or treating in our neighborhood. Uh, we are. 
<laughs> there's, there's a private party that, that three of my kids are going to, and the oldest one's got another friend's party. So they're going there, and they'll have fun. But, yeah, there's no – in fact, did you get the info, Alex, you were looking for yesterday? Uh, yeah, Marissa took care of it. That's Good. the nice part about Abe having so many kids. I just tag my kid along, and nobody even knows he's there. It doesn't even matter. He's like the fifth wheel. He's just another yeah, one. Yeah, just exists. Nobody realizes. Oh, we're, we're, did your neighborhood send out something that there's no trick or treating, or they you just, guys just don't want to send them? In the, in the Facebook group, there's a lot of things. Oh, we're gonna put a table out. We're gonna. Yeah, we had that too. I think they, they're gonna they got do that. Parties. They got we're gonna parties. go to like a couple of our neighbors here, and then we have family up in Jupiter. We're just gonna go to like three or four of their friends, you know, houses in their townhouse area, and and just do that so the kids can get out. But I have a costume. You want to see it? Absolutely, I do. I'm going to show you the costume. Show me the Disney, me the Disney costume you're wearing. I right. was gonna. I was. I should have taken a picture of Axel and I together, so it makes more sense. But you guys have kids, so you might know who this is. The but if not, Disney, I have an image. The only Disney costume I will have any little respect for you is is that if you are the Mandalorian and you make one of your babies Baby Yoda. That's about it. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good idea. I'm not a Star Wars guy. After that, I can't. I won't. Probably can't have respect. All for right. You. Well, here All we right. go. Less. Here we go. That's my costume. Is it Zerg? Are you Zerg? Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah, Zerg. All right. All right. So, who's the kid? My son Axel is going to be uh, Buzz because he's always Buzz, and my, my other son, son is going to be an is going to be an alien. We got an, a baby alien costume from from Toy Story. Is Zerg from one of the Toy Story yeah, uh, movies? Yeah, the original, he's, correct? He's the no. arch nemesis. He's in all of them. I watched the original. There's no Zerg in it. Well, he's he. they talk about him. They reference him. Oh. So he's, he's, he's Buzz Lightyear's he's arch nemesis. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could well, probably, you, probably say I would never wear that. I figure you would, uh, you would like that one. You know, it's really funny. I've never been one of these guys to really get into Halloween. I mean, like, really, like, I just never think about it. And then I've had the most epic costumes ever. For whatever reason, I get inspired at the last minute, and I'll do something. And <laughs> I, mean, I don't do it every year, but I've had some pretty epic costumes. I had one year where I was a big hit. It wasn't epic because I was in college and broke. But, like, I was not going to go dressed to a costume party. I just wasn't going to do it. Right. And um, once again, last minute, people talked me into doing shit and whatever. So... I, I had two roommates at the time, and I think the toilet seats was broken in one of our bathrooms. So oh, somebody, no. Somebody had just gone to Home Depot and got a toilet seat. We, Of course, none of us had put, put on yet. Still in the packaging for probably like a month. So I, I take the toilet seat. I get a bed sheet. I throw it over my head. I get a coat hanger. I, I, I concoct this thing to go around my waist and stick out with a roll of toilet paper. And then... Um, Wait, time out, time out, time out. You got a coat hanger around your multiple, waist? Multiple coat hangers, you smart ass. Okay. So <laughs> I concocted this thing to go around my waist and hold a roll of toilet paper, put a bed sheet over my head, mounted the toilet bowl on my shoulders, and then moronically painted my face brown with shoe polish. So I, was a I was a shithead. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's okay. pretty funny, though. I, I would have liked that costume. Dude. With shoe polish, no less. I, that's, all we had. I had nothing around. that's all we had. Did it come off? No. I was like dark for like a week. <laughs> but I was the oh hit my God. party that night. 
But I were you working? Work. Were you working at your dad's store then? I was at Indiana University, dude. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say I can imagine you coming in the next day with shoe polish that didn't wash off your face, and your dad's His like, "His father would have never let him use toilet paper as a prop if he was working at the store." <laughs> well, he would if it was like the you know four for a dollar ones, you know. Not right, the, right. Like, <laughs> not don't the use the Charmin. No, don't use the Charmin. But yeah, I've had some epic costumes. Alex, you ever get? I don't think I've seen you dressed since I've met you. I haven't. I was just telling Paul before the show. I. I like two years ago, I tried to wear a, a gorilla mask with my son, and it, it just didn't go over well with him. He ran away. So, yeah, oh. you know, I, I don't do the uh, the parent kid thing. He's really not into it. And I couldn't oh. tell you the last time I wore a costume. Mischief night was more our night, or whatever. The, the night before Halloween, you know, by the time I was like twelve, that was the the big fun. Well, I was gonna say you probably went out with the shaving cream and the yeah, throwing you know, eggs and eggs. paper and shit, you know. Listen, I had I had deviant friends. I had friends that would do they would they would go out in their mom's minivan and they would fill bags with syrup. Like go to go to the supermarket and buy syrup and they would throw plastic baggies of syrup so that they would splash on people that were walking by. The evil, evil people, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that, that sounds that sounds like fun. Even, yeah. even, they they did some bad things back in the day for Halloween. It seems like it's tamer now. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't get a little bit more into it now with your son. But it's funny because you said you scared him with the gorilla. When I did a devil, my kids were a lot younger, scared the hell out of the little ones. Right. <laughs> and then part of the cartoon thing, I had gotten some blackout contacts, so my eyes would look solid black. I just oh, that's so you. scary. I just texted you a picture, Paul. So oh, okay, I'll get it up. So, um, but I, I, I'm not going to use them. Obviously, so I'm going to let my daughter use them because she wanted some, but. I had put them on last night, yesterday when I got home from work, and one of my daughters was playing piano, and they're all sitting around. And I just came out of the you know bedroom like going like this, with my eyes closed, and then I went like this to Asher, and the and the little girl, bro, they freaked. I mean, it's, you know, as an adult, you do, but they freak. You, my oldest was like a little like, right. yeah, but yeah, I, I scared the Asher freaked out. My son, I bet he out. did, man. I all right, hold on, I got the picture. Here. I think I got it. Yeah, here it is. All right. I think Let I me can. upload it. Here it is. This is it, right? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's like All right, my there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. Notice my eyes are too big. It can't get all the whites out. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be the whole thing was black. Yeah, your whole eye is supposed to be black, but my eyes are too big. <laughs> that makes it even better. Yeah, I have a buddy that does that every year, the contacts, and it's just he uh, he can't see out of them because they're not he's, he has prescription contacts normally. So he wears those like green contacts every year. And that's all that's his costume. He wears the green contacts and answers the door. But he's got kids now, too. So he's he's wearing uh, wearing a Disney costume actually himself this year. He's going to be the Oogie Boogie Man from Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Which is a cool costume. Is that the main I guy? Think, no, he's the he's the big green blob guy that like uh, kidnaps Santa Claus after they after they get him. Gotcha. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I, we are gonna go out today. But I, I mean, our HOA said the same thing. Like, there's not really trick or treat, but we're gonna go to like our two or three neighbors that we know. They you know they're ready to have kids come. Yeah, it's a so, weird year for kids, man. It, you know, I was thinking about. 
yesterday. Like, is Mall Santa going to exist this year? Are, we, are there going to be pictures on Santa? It's really a tough year for kids. You probably can't be on his lap. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even think of that, to be well, honest. Crazy enough, they're shutting down places all over again. It right. starts again. I just can't. I was supposed to take my kids to Chicago. Um, it's all shut down again. I just had a friend that went up there. He's up there now. He's like, you know, it's all shut down. It's they just as of yesterday or Friday or yesterday they shut yeah. it all yesterday they shut it all down again. Everything is shut down again. If you fly in, you have to be quarantined for um, fourteen days. Yeah. So yeah, we said screw it. We are not um, not going back to Chicago. For, we're not going to Chicago for the break. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it, I can't believe that they are shutting things down again. I know it's. It's it's a definitely a second wave. Just don't just don't be in a city where Trump's doing a rally because it seems like the, the 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 COVID is following him to all these rallies. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> he he was giving Laura Ingram shit the other day because she was um she was wearing a mask, and he's like, Laura Ingram, you're wearing a mask. How politically correct of you! Like in front of the rally of people. Right. I- it's a little I, weird. I find it funny. I find it funny how it happens to be problematic only when certain groups gather, not when other groups gather. So I don't disagree, but the other groups are going in their cars, from what I see. Uh, rallies bad, protests. Yeah, all the protests, uh, you know, all the rallies. Get right, out. Rallies bad. Oh, I, that's right. That, you're right. I agree with that. When the protests were going on, you're right. They were they were congregating too close and all that stuff. I, I'll I'll give you that. I'll agree with that. Paul, I'm being I'm being yelled at by some of our fans. Paul, no politics on on uh, on yeah, KMA. Paul, what's the matter with you? No politics. <laughs> oh, so we have a great guest today. We do have a guest. Today's guest and, has been in the cigar industry for more than 25 years. It's a lot. It's a long time. Oh yeah. Damn, he's old. <laughs> he works for the company sells millions of cigars in more than 70 countries worldwide there's a guy who knows the business from one end to the other let's give a warm kma welcome to gurkha cigars vice president of sales wani as they like to call him lopez good morning what's going on, Abe? how are you gentlemen paul what's up, my brother doing, doing fantastic how you, doing? how you guys doing thanks for having me again always a pleasure man always a pleasure so, how are things in the Gurkhaverse? Uh, things are good, man. Just uh, finally, you know, the factories are finally sending more product, uh, which we need it. Uh, as you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, factories have been at you know 35, 50% capacity. So, uh, just waiting to get product. A lot of backwater issues. Things are getting fixed. Uh, we 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 actually this month in of October, we um, we have the best month we've had in a very long time, uh, just because we're getting a lot of the product that we've been missing on the back order on all the new stuff, the uh, San Miguel, the Nicaragua, the Trenta, some of these seller reserve stuff that still are, are top selling cigars. So yeah, man, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're excited about uh, finishing the year strong, and uh, you know, the more product we get, the more we're gonna sell, and and uh, looking forward to a to a great 2021, and uh, and I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be good. I'm really excited. Well, you guys got a couple new uh, new releases. We just hit them off the bat because I'm smoking one right now, and so is Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm inside. I'm inside the house because it's raining outside, so I can't go outside and smoke. And I'm not going to smoke inside my house just because I don't want to hear from Bianca. I don't. I don't need the headache. Story <laughs> so, of my life. Story of my life, Juan. So, Juan, so you're where? Miami. 
Are you in Miami? Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I, I just moved. I was, I was telling Paul earlier, I just moved up to uh, Coral Springs. So now I literally, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Broward guy now. I'm a Miami boy from all my life. But now what, what's the good thing about it is I literally get in my car. I'm eight minutes away from my office. So it's not 45 minutes, no traffic, right. which is great. I'm only a, a mile and a half from university, which is all the restaurants, all the bars, the important things, the bars. And uh, so I'm pretty excited. About, but, but what's funny is I, I find myself going back to Miami every chance I get. And now I've literally become like a premium Uber guy because I'm not going to drink and drive home. Right. And it's a $65 Uber ride each way from the gable. So <laughs> yeah, it's, becoming a, it's becoming a little expensive. But once this thing you know gets a little bit better and things open up normally, I would like to get to know the neighborhood. I've only been here for about five months. So I'm excited to be up in Broward. Something new, something different, change of scenery. And... Uh, and like I said, it's uh, it's great just to be able to get in your car and and drive eight minutes to the office, which is you know four miles or whatever it is, and it's awesome. You're closer to us too. You're closer to us. I am. Guys. I am closer to you. It's funny because I sent I sent some of my guys to to, to Ace Place, and I'm like, I realize that you guys are only 25 minutes away, which is awesome. <laughs> so I'm gonna need, but 25 minutes, you know, 25 minutes is not that bad compared to you know in Miami, 25 minutes, you go three miles. Get your mile and a half, right? Exactly. Exactly. So. So I'm looking forward to yeah, definitely hanging out more in some of the some of the uh, smoking stores and and uh, hanging out with the boys over there in the in Palm Beach and and uh, and getting you know making Abe some money in the bar because he knows I'm going to spend my money. Bro, Wani <laughs> <laughs> can put it away. Wani can put it away. So I haven't drank in about I haven't drank in about 14 days. Tell me you grabbed something. Hey, look, 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 this is this is last night. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hey, and I'm, I'm and look, I'm, and I'm at 100. percent It's all good. I just I needed to have a drink. I needed to make sure that my I got all my senses back. <laughs> so yeah, been drinking it up, man. It's been fun. So well, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that because mm -hmm. you said you 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 needed to get your senses back. Yeah, I don't man, think so anybody really knows this. So no, go nobody, ahead. Nobody nobody knows. And what's what's crazy is this. So I started traveling. I would say before a lot of the other people did in the business. Because I like to be out there with my guys and, and, and listen, you know, we're, we're a hand sold product. That's what Gurkha really is. Um, you know, either you love us or you hate us. That's just the way it is. So, so I went out and I went, you know, I went to, you know, went to Atlanta, I went to Memphis, went to Baltimore. You guys know the reasons why I'm not going to get into it. He's saying so. I'm, I'm not hugging people. I'm, you know, doing the face bump, the elbow, blah, 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 doing events, you know, at, you know, with, with, uh, within reason, you know, 20 guys at a time, you know, one right. guy per guy, one guy per human or blah, blah, blah. But I, every time I, I would come back, Jim Colucci would maybe get a test. So I get a test for COVID. Negative, I was negative four, all four trips. So I, well, I decide to go to pay my respects to um, to uh, Gene Tipton, dear friend of ours, up in Tampa. And I stay in Sarasota at my girlfriend's dad's house. <laughs> Dude, we stay there. The old man wasn't feeling well, but it is what it is. So what happens? Yeah, we, came, we come back on Friday, that Friday night. I go to Empire, the new Empire in uh, in Dayland, uh, and I meet up with Jack Torano, all these guys in the business, and we're like here, like talking, like next to each other. I'm feeling great, and uh, and then Saturday I'm not feeling so well. I go, okay, maybe I'm just hungover. You know, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Hungover, I drank a lot, blah blah blah. And then Sunday I really start feeling like crap. So Monday morning I call Colucci and I go, listen, man, I'm not gonna you know go into the office because I don't feel well. And and he goes, want to go get tested? So I went and got tested. And there it was. And uh, so I got I got COVID. Um, 
the, the first thing that happened was that, so the first guy I talked to after I get my, my, my father, Dr. Colucci, I talked to Javi from, from Placencia and he goes, cause I think he had it like two months ago, whatever he goes, dude, Placencia, Dr. Placencia said, you know, you have it for sure. If you don't, if you can't smell then I go, dude, I need to notice. Right. He goes, open, open up a bottle of, uh, of vinegar and smell. Dude, I couldn't smell shit. I, I mean, I couldn't smell wow. anything. And uh, yeah, it, so that happened to me for like five days, six days. I couldn't taste, scent, I mean, none of it. Um, I got, I, I never got a fever, never went, never went, never at all fever. I got body aches for about five days and I got cold sweats for like two nights, but never a fever. And uh, and then like about seven, eight, nine days in, I, I started feeling normal again and I, and I felt normal for the last seven, eight days, I went to get a test uh, last Thursday, I think it was, and it still came back positive. That's after 15 days on quarantine and I never left the house. And then yesterday I went back again because I need to get back to the office and uh, was finally uh, negative. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, but, but let me tell you, it was bad just because I was still working you know, from the house on the phone, making the phone calls, calling the guys, you know, taking care of stuff that you need to take care of. But uh, but I, I, I do enjoy going into the office, but it was crazy for me. I was just more concerned of all the guys that I was hanging out with. Dude, I was at Luis Cuevas. I was with uh, you know, Pat Bush. I was with all these guys in the industry. And I'm like, right. I gotta call. so I called every single one of them, and they all got tested, and they all came back negative, thank God, knocked on wood. And, uh, yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Now, now I can say live. So on, on Tuesday at 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm giving plasma uh, for, for COVID. So, nice. yeah, I'm excited about that. It's like when you get an STD, you got to call everybody you were in contact with. <laughs> it's, a long, it's a long list. It's <laughs> a long list, though. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're doing well, man. That's that's good to hear. And I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to get back to work. Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been on the phones with the guys, but yeah, no, it's, now I, I was telling Jim that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going up to Arizona. Trying to get help my guy out there in Arizona. I got a, a town hall meeting that I need to do in Atlanta. Uh, this this uh, within the next uh, three to four weeks. What's a town hall meeting? This town hall is you know when uh, when this thing happened you know four or five months ago. We know what we're talking about it. I like to bring it up just because I don't like to rehash all the you know the BS. But uh, you know there's some there's some customers that the obviously that we lost in in some of the uh, you know uh, African American um, side of the of the uh, of the cigar industry and. And these guys are all friends, you know, and and, uh, and I did one in, in Memphis. Uh, we had like 65 guys and I explained to them, you know, what happened was was a huge mistake. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, it's they're not hurting. They're not hurting the owner. They're, they're hurting myself, my team, the guys that work for Gurkha at the end of the day. And and uh, and uh, so, yeah, I've been going around doing that, trying to, you know, let people know that, you know, we're here, we're. It it, it 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 happened. It's gotten taken care of, uh, and I know hey, we're, we're, we we want to get into that. And, and it was very simple. I'm, I'm gonna just get into it and, and, and go and get over it with it. Uh, we we have a group that's that's, that's still looking to to purchase um, uh, the company, uh, but as you know, they're not from here. They're from abroad, and and uh, all this you know traveling back and forth. The COVID has been a pain in the ass, but we're still uh, that's still that's still being pursued. Uh, but what a lot of people don't understand as a following is the fact that when when Jim took over about two and a half three years ago. We already had a team in place, all right? So I'm the VP of sales. You got Christina's in marketing. You know, you got Carlos Yaga Torano, you know, ordering cigars and whatnot. Um, you, you got you got Marisa doing the same thing. So everybody was in place. You know, Kay had literally just stepped away from the company. And you know this. He had stepped away from the company 
because he has, he has, you know, this guy has like a hundred million other companies, and that's what Kaiser does. He's an entrepreneur, and I, uh, so I thought that was the reason why Jim was bought in, so that he could step back away from that. That is correct. That is correct. So we had every, everybody in place, and then this thing happened. And listen, it was a mess up. It was what it was. And uh, and now listen, we're moving forward. Uh, the company, as you can tell, is it's we're going in, in a separate direction as far as you know now getting into now getting into the the gist, which is the cigars. Is you know we're we're going to to some great cigar makers that have great tobacco. You know we we know who has the best tobaccos in, in Nicaragua, the Garcias, you know mm -hmm. the Placencias, you know the the Arganosa guys, uh, AJ. So we know who these guys are. That's who we want to work with, uh, and uh, and that's what we've been doing. And and that's you know again going back to the success that we've had here in the last you know few offerings with the Nicaragua series that everybody loves and we cannot keep that thing in stock. And now the new San Miguel that that just started shipping out about uh, about three weeks ago. Well, listen, I, I just want to say, um, I think it's awesome. I didn't even know you were still doing stuff like town hall meetings. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I don't think it's something we need to dwell on, but I think the state of where the company is today, post that whole scenario is important. But, you know, unfortunately, look, I learned a lesson in, 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 in from my AP English teacher uh, in high school, and it, was, and it stuck with me my whole life. And I don't, I don't know if you guys remember when Pope John Paul II got shot. That's, it was after that when they started putting him around in the flat when they would do drives. Now he's in the glass box and stuff. But that's when that started. That's got to be like a Yeah, it's got to be roughly 1990, 1989, 88, 89, 90-ish. And, and then there was a picture on Light, Time magazine where the, the attempted assassin is on his knees and the Pope's forgiving him, right? And you know, the, the lesson that you know, our teacher taught is, you know, it's amazing when you temper justice with mercy, right? So I've always kind of been a guy in life. Look, I don't think anybody's infallible. I've put my foot in my mouth. I've said shit. And sometimes it's not even the way I intended it. You just, you know, look, I, I made a joke. It wasn't even a joke. It was, it was an accidental thing with um, my good friend, Richie, Richie Otero, where, you know, he was here the other day. You know, he's, he has one of his eyes is a little off and whatever. I never even paid attention to it, and we were sticking, we were sticking labels on a box, and because Eric, we did an event with Eric Espinosa, so we had to take the cellophane off, and then he was signing them all, and then we're putting the micro, the, the the micro blend seal back on the box. And, you know, I'm taking my time, I'm doing it digi digitally, and uh, he's like, Abe, do you want some help? And without even thinking, I said, Well, you got a straight eye, <laughs> bro. I mean, it was like I, I didn't even mean it, but I mean, there's a there's an example sometimes. So, I mean, look. You're right. The company, the company, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. I mean, he basically forgave the guy who tried to kill him. I mean, you have a company that's made up of more than one man. And um, whatever it was, it's an organic organization. And the fact that you guys are on the road still trying to do it, I, I, I don't think it's ingenuine on any level. So I hope people are receptive to it. And, you know, measures were taken. You know, the owner stepped back, stepped out, stepped out of the picture. And, uh, you know, you guys are doing good things. I mean, technically, th th we just got this cigar, and it's new. It's it's from Agonorsa, yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Agonorsa absolutely. making this for you guys. Yep. It's selling off the shelves. You know, tell us a little bit about this blend real quick. Just cause it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 uh, this is our, our third our third project with with uh, with the Fernandez and Agonorsa. Um, listen, man, these guys, every time we, we, we you know, we go down there or, or we, we talk to, uh, to Eduardo and, and Jim, it's like, you know, listen. This is what we want. 
we're, we're, we always say this, you know, as you, I always tell people, we're tobacco merchants. You know, we, we find people who make great cigars. We tell, we tell them what we want in a cigar because we, we're, we're out there for a reason. We're out there to gather the information of what's selling in the marketplace and make it our own. And what better way to do it than going out there, getting, getting, the, getting the facts, getting the knowledge from, from the consumer, where they're doing what they're smoking, and us making it our own and going to really good, uh, really great manufacturers. So this is our third, our third uh, edition with, with these guys. So uh, you got you got the Trenta, the Nicaragua series, just killed it, and then now the San Miguel. Which what I like about the whole thing about San Miguel is this: this is an old brand. So what, what Jim's doing, which is smart, you know, he's, he's been doing this for so many years. Uh, is you know we're bringing back some of the grandfathered in stuff and making them great, you know, really really great. We're gonna we're keeping the packaging. Again, it goes back to we don't do the beauty beast packaging. That's old school, man. That's old school. That's old school mentality because you know what? At the end of the day, people don't smoke boxes; they smoke cigars. So we're concentrating on getting the quality of the cigar to be the best it could be at a fair price and still keeping it, you know, somewhat old school, sexy. You know, it looks great, looks fantastic. You know, beautiful little box. It doesn't take a lot of space. Uh, it, it fits in every humidor, so you don't have to like you know put you know put like anchors and stuff so the boxes don't you know the lids don't close because they're too heavy uh so we're excited you know the cigars got that uh the beautiful nicaraguan shake grown corojo 99 that they're known for at aganosa with all nicaraguan um filler all aganosa tobacco with a double binder which i know they're popular uh they're always they do that a lot and, and we liked it when we did it with the nicaraguan and the trenta and uh let me tell you the cigars are you know medium body to me it's a medium body it's got a little bit of nuttiness to it a little earthiness it's it's a it's pretty much for everyone you know it's uh it's for the full full body guys I, I i would recommend just to try just you know give give it a, give it a go for, for the pure profile but it's not going to be a full body smoke it's more of a medium body smoke but like like you were saying Abe, uh, we we uh started shipping about three weeks ago and uh, brother we can't we can't keep it in stock and and it's a regular production product which i like i listen i leave i always tell people we leave all all, all the all the limited edition stuff it's great i i i buy it myself from everybody else i I just don't think we're ready for limited edition. We need we need to you know concrete our have our, our distribution set within the stores because I I don't like going distribution by adding more stores. I like going distribution by adding more facings in stores that work. You know because if you if you keep adding more stores, you start you start you know it, it gets watered down. So I rather I rather grow my 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 uh, my distribution inside your humidor instead of you know ten facings or one fifteen twenty facings, but they they have to make sense because if they don't if they don't sell. You don't make any money if it doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense, and that's and that's what the mentality is in the company, and that's what I've always yeah, thought of. It. Even when I was, you know, ref for fifteen years, uh, that's always been my mentality: is growing the, is growing your 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 uh, distribution in the store, not how many stores you have. It's how many great stores, good quality stores you work with, because we and work they, together. And there, ladies and gentlemen, you've all just witnessed the epitome of a seasoned sales veteran. Did he not just cover all the bases like in about four Absolutely. minutes? Hey, that, is, that is a seasoned sales veteran right there. Well, you have you have this existing client base with with customers who enjoy your brand, know your brand. It's a it's a set. You know the 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 you don't have to sell them on on your message. They know who you are. They know the the type of quality that comes out of it. Why not try to grow that customer base, you know, in the stores that that know you? So it makes sense. It does make sense, but also, I mean, I'm just gonna say it the way it is. I think the company's really changed its direction a lot in the last two or three years. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, me, Juan. We're both straight up, so we won't, you know. 
I, I think the company was really for many, many years slated as the packaging king of the industry. Not so much cigar wise, but man, they made stuff that looked beautiful and people wanted and people would try. But um, in the last two years, they've gone to some great companies and, and they really started focusing just as much, if not less on the con on the packaging um, as the product inside. So that, and that's, you know, kind of been a new spin in the last couple of years, two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, listen, we, we, we started doing that with, you know, we, little by little when, you know, we, we came out with the uh, seller reserve, it was, it's an, it's, it's still our number one selling cigar, the 15, the 18, the, the 12, they're nicely packaged. They're not extravagant. They're, they're still really pretty. They look really nice on the shelves. You know, they stand out, sure. but they're not that, they're, yeah, but they're not that beautiful, you know, piano finish. There's no really need for, for a lot of that stuff. It's all about the cigar. And, and, and again, when I remember when I got to Gurkha 11 years ago, which I can't believe it's going to be 11 years in January. I've been there already. Um, I told Kaiser the same thing. I go, the one thing about your, you know, uh, so what do you, th he goes, Wani, so what do you think about the brand? I go, I think Gurkha, you, you have museum pieces. He goes, what does that mean? I go, yeah, museum pieces, you know what it is? They sit there, they collect dust because no one could afford it. They're very expensive. They're $30, $40. And then when you go home, you buy, you look at it, unless you're a collector, and they go, why the fuck did I spend that kind of money on this for? You know, that's the, that, that was the mentality. So that's when we started changing the mentality of okay, let's 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 stop doing the twenty thirty dollar sticks, and let's you know let's stop let's stop selling Ferraris and start selling Mercedes and BMWs because those those sell those sell a lot faster and we got a, a bigger audience. And that's what we started doing. And then now going back to when Jim took over, that's again the same mentality of you know what, let's make a better cigar. Let's keep it. Let's keep the packaging still you know attractive, sexy, good looking, but make the cigars the the one people to come back and buy more and that's the key you know so well i guess hey, ronnie <laughs> <laughs> i tell you like that guy so listen ronnie. i'm gonna be a little over the map today but today's halloween so mm -hmm. what a, what a better day to skip around so tell us how did baseball season treat you I saw a little excited. Yeah, man. So, so, I'm a, I'm a, so, so, dude, I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dodgers and a Red Sox fan. So the Red Sox fan. I, so I'm Cuban. I was raised in Jersey for four years, and my grandpa raised me with my mother and my and my grandma, and he was a Yankee fan. So he would always like drive Yankees, 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 and I got to the point that like, I, you know, well, f the Yankees. I'm going for the Red Sox. So I became a Red Sox fan like that. The Dodgers, if you're Cuban or Dominican, you have two teams, the Dodgers and the Yankees. And I, and I went for the National League. I went, I went to the Dodgers, and, and uh, they had you know, a lot of my favorite players growing up as a kid. I played baseball myself, and so it was great, man. And I, and I thought for a second there, man, when that kid, that kid Snell was throwing that – I mean, he was throwing, he was throwing BBs, and he was, putting it, he was putting the ball where he needed to put. That was the biggest mistake they've made is taking the guy out. Uh, that made no sense, but thank God they did, and uh, now we're champions after uh, – 32 years. So, yeah. Big day for you, huh? Huge, huge, man. It was funny. I was just, just sitting sitting around and going, and, and, and Bianca's like, why are you screaming? So, can you calm down? I'm like, 32 years in the making. <laughs> can, I, can I just ask a question? Yeah. Paul, you're not really a baseball guy, are you? Well, yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, worked in baseball for for seven years in minor league baseball before that i was a huge baseball fan big yankees guy and even you know working for a former met for years i became a met fan i used to go to games as a kid all the time in the last since i left new york 
really not. I really don't watch baseball. I will go to a game any day of the week. I mean, I, I just, just can't tell you watch it. You're clearly behind. You put up a picture of Dodgers NL West champions when they just won the World. Oh, did I? Oh, you know what? I didn't even. I didn't even read. You're a little it. behind. The season is over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it. I no. I knew they won the series. I watched some of the series. <laughs> But I, I thought, honestly thought it said he, World He World didn't know Series where your champions. question was going. You just totally <laughs> I didn't even see it. I was no, trying I, to find something with a logo and with their win. I heard a story, because we all we, we love stories, that you have an autographed hat. One. Me? Autographed yeah. hat? You don't have an autographed hat? From who? Did I have some <laughs> did I get some misinformation? <laughs> you have a signed baseball hat in your house? You don't have a signed baseball hat in your house? Man, I have to, I have so many hats. And probably. I, I got a lot of baseball baseball signed. I got a lot of baseball cards. Uh, I'm I supposed keep all to ask stuff. you about huh? a signed baseball hat in your house and who signed it, and you're supposed to tell us the story of how you got it. Baseball hat? What, Mike Tyson? Let me just clarify. Hey, after you about a hat, and there's after a story that exists that has Mike Tyson in it, odds yeah, are of course. you what I'm talking about. <laughs> because, because, listen, I had a Mike Tyson hat, and, and it's and it's listen that that my boy Ronnie gave me. You know, you know Ronnie. You know Ronnie's always Ronnie, and he actually took me. Two. Oh, it's a bat. He it's, said. A bat. it's a bat. It's a bat. Thank you. It's a bat. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I have. I have. The, I have it. But wait, hold on. Now going back to Ronnie. So, so Ronnie. Sorry, it was a signed baseball bat. It was early. It, it was. So Ronnie. So Ronnie takes me to this Mike Tyson thing that he put promoted, and Ronnie's a, he's like a, a brother of mine. We know each other for 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 a minute now, and I love his father. Love his family, uh, and uh, and you know, he stayed with me at the house whenever he comes down. And I love so him dead. I can't stand Ronnie. Well, you know, it's listen, you know, hey, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie in little in little drops. You know, an hour here, ten minutes there, <laughs> and then and, and then you do this, and then you start doing this. <laughs> his dad is my hero. I, I, I got to meet oh, his hey, dad. Pops, pops is the best man. That that old yeah. man, man, it's he's. I love that old man. He's awesome, man. He tells it's it like man. it is for sure. Absolutely, dude. And so does Ronnie. Ronnie don't give a shit, man. Ronnie's that guy. Listen, Ronnie. Ronnie's Gurkha. If either you like him or you hate him, but if you hate him, he don't give a shit. No. <laughs> so it is what it is. <laughs> so tell us about this signed bat, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm, again, a. I have to be re reminded because I really, I mean, I, dude, I, I have, I have a bunch of shit signed and bats, and I'm still, I don't even know what story he, he's really supposedly, talking about. Supposedly, you, you beat him with it. You, you. Beat him and beat him up in the morning with it. You don't remember the story, <laughs> dude. That was, he's so stupid. He's so stupid. It was, dude, it wasn't. I got the bat and we're, we're like hungover, and I and he comes out and I hit him. I hit him across the back, but soft. Dude. Like I, I, I used to do that when my when my 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 uh, my daughter's boyfriend would come to the house. I would send it with a bat, and they're like, All "Oh, right. Mr. Lopez," and and then we're yeah. So that's what Ronnie, Ronnie Haysha, you're out as a source of news anymore because you story <laughs> I just. Dude, or, or you know what? Or yeah, I don't. Or I really, I, I might not well, remember. No it, offense to Ronnie, but he thinks his news is the big news. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, of course he has to remember this. Oh man, I, I, got, I got so, I got so many. I got hold so on, many hold on. Now, now I got to preempt this. Now I got to preempt this, right? So, <laughs> yeah, because first off, you say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can't because like Ronnie will 
send me a, a, a tirade of questions, text me to my phone in the middle of a broadcast, thinking like I'm looking at my texts during. The <laughs> and every week I text him. I said, "Why don't you send me this before the show starts?" So of course today he texts me and calls me at nine in the morning. Well, I call him because he texts me, and then goes on this historic like. It was a life-changing, epic moment in his life, the story of this hat and the drinking and the hitting of the bat. And it's like, oh, this is going to be a great story. Oh, and Juan doesn't I, even remember I'm it. Like, hey, hey, hey. Who's Ronnie? I, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me get my memory back. Hold on a second. There you go. Well, <laughs> wait, he did tell me to get you to start drinking early. Maybe that, maybe nah, he was right nah. on that. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing my, my little one today later on, so no, I don't, I don't drink when I see my kids. Okay, so speaking of the little ones, I'm going to tell you something. You know, anybody who knows any sliver of me knows that I'm a proud father. I love my four kids. They are my greatest accomplishment, my greatest work that I never ends. You know, you constantly are working. I'm preparing them for life and trying to make them the best human beings they can. And there are a few people that I always look to, and I, I, I admire their fatherhood. And you are one of them, my friend. Thank you, man. That means a lot, April. Without Thank a doubt. You appreciate it. Sometimes you inspire me. I love how you are with the girls. Do you know what? I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I tried to copy you. I couldn't even do it. Right? <laughs> you, did, you did something inspirational once, and I saw it. I said, dude, that's like the most baddest ass thing I've ever seen. So I went back home, and I tried to do it with my three girls. Never happened. But you have like a specific handshake with all your girls. I do. Every single you one of them. They, and when I say handshake, if anybody hasn't yeah. seen these videos, yeah. this isn't like, hey, nice to meet you. This is like <laughs> foot kicks, everything. And it's like a sequence of events. It's like a, it's a show. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's funny because it's funny because uh, and I have it with with all three, all three of them. We all have different handshakes. They all they all three played played out uh, volleyball and soccer. So. That's where it came from, you know. So the, the funny thing, I was always be the first dad there to, you know, warm him up, stretch him out. And then before we start, we, we saw the handshake. And so it started from like just, you know, a little a few of this. And then we kept adding on and adding on and adding on. And it became, it got longer and longer. And then the crazy part is that we do it in one take. And, and yeah. now mind you, now mind you, I've been divorced for seven and a half years. And I don't get to see my girls every day or even my little one every day. See so, you know, on the weekends and every other weekend or if I'm traveling a little bit less. But funny enough, when we are at volleyball we're, or we're anywhere, it's like, hey, Pops, handshake. I mean, ever mix up one, the take, one take, one take, one take. You ever mix up the shakes? Oh, wait, wrong daughter. No, no, no. Because you know what? It's, it's, it's how you start. It's how you start and how you finish. Right. So once you do the first start and you know, like, for, for Angelina, it's, it's, like, it's like a double. For Sabrina, it's like boom, boom, boom. For, for Liana, something else. And then Liana is like the finishing with like, like shaking of the leg. With, yeah. with, with, uh, with, with Angie, we, start, we started adding. We, we finished with this. And then this year, we added the Ronaldo. <laughs> I mean, we keep adding to it. <laughs> so, hey, listen, it's, it's fun. And, uh, and they, they, they never forget that. And going to what Abe said, thank you for what you said. Those are kind words. And it's funny because I never my, my my dad passed when I was three years old. My mom never remarried, and uh, and uh, you know it's 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 any any anyone could anyone could be a father, not anyone could be a dad. So I, I've I've always said that, and and you know what? It's that's that's the two things. Dads dads are the guys that are always there for their kids. Don't miss the important things, and always be a great provider. And most importantly, always be a great listener. 
because they want to talk to you. And if you don't oh, listen to them, and if, Shane, if you, and if you don't listen to them, if you don't listen to them, that's when you start losing them. And and I did that for a little bit with my oldest one, but I learned from that. And then I started listening to my other my other two. And you know, with again, I, you know what? And, and the funny thing, if you love this, you know what I tell me? But ladies, remember something. You ladies are only practice. I'm gonna be the best grandfather in the world. So I tell them that all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. They're like, Dad, you're the best. Dad, you're the best. No, no, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the best. Yeah, no, because you know what? You know, the, when you get the call, right? The call is, hey, daddy. You know what that means? I always say, you see this? It's not a booger. It's called cash money. <laughs> I always say, my, na my name is an ABE. It's ATM. ATM. <laughs> Amen. I'm not. I'm not there yet. They don't. They don't. Oh, they don't ask for money yet. Boys won't be as bad. Wait till, wait till the boys won't be as bad. The girls, dude. I, yeah. I never. I never. I never had a chance to. to uh, go, go, remind me. So 24, 21, and 15. So my 21 year old is about to graduate from American Catholic University in DC. My Congrats. 24. Thank you. My 24 year old uh, graduated from UF. Works for a software company in New York City. Loving life. And then, and then I got my little one that just started Lourdes Academy here in Miami as a freshman. So I got four more years of that. Wow. <laughs> and then that, because, you know, it's, it's, there's a saying that I've learned this. is from 14, 15 to about 17, 18, you lose them a little bit. You do. You lose them. And then it becomes this because, you know, what are you doing at that time? They're in high school. And you're like, this guy's a jerk. Uh, give yourself worth. Give yourself respect. Make sure they respect, respect, respect. Oh, that not every guy's like you were in high school and college, right? So they go away to school. First, first or second semester, freshman year, I get the phone call. Hey, dad, you're right. I go, you're, yeah, you're right. Guys are all assholes. I go, what the fuck do I know? I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, but, that's how you look at it as a dad. I mean, look, I was one of the nicer guys, right? But when I look at the crap I was trying to pull in high school, I wouldn't want my daughter to date me. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? You know, and we weren't just scumbags. We were just, you know, horny teenagers. Yeah, no, I, was, I, was, I was, I was, I was one of those idiot guys, and and, and it was funny because I, I remember oh, every year I had, I had drama class, Mr. Bishop as my as my fifth oh, period. Because, no, because, no, because I, no, because drama I got that automatic the automatic A because I would host like the Eagles Flint talent show and all that shit for him, and I get an extra lunch to meet my second girlfriend in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> It, it really was a great. It really was a great place to meet girls. Actually, people would, oh. would give you a hard time about doing drama club, but oh, are you kidding me? If you look like this and you can get girls, I mean, it obviously is a good <laughs> spot. Oh, he's not kidding. When in in my junior year, I think my junior year, um, I I I you know I went to Notre Dame, which was an all boys high school in in uh, Niles, Illinois. So you know, I'm in high school for four years with all boys, which is kind of all right because you never have to worry about shit. You go, you care what you right. look like, go to class. You know, it was it made for a little bit of a less stressed environment of having to worry about girls and stuff during school. But I did a play, I did a worse play. I did a musical. I had to sing. <laughs> I had the I had the comedic lead, and and now we're gonna date our audience to see who's really how old people are. But it was uh, the pajama game. So, I know it. Yep. Well, you would, wow. Mr. Broadway. I mean, I'm in theater, yeah. I played Prez. I had to sing Seven and a Half Cents and that whole spiel. But it was like me and two other dudes, and one was gay, and 50 girls at an all-girls school. It was awesome. It's the best oh, movie yeah. I ever made. 
That was one yeah, I, you guys, I can't believe it. Yeah, you couldn't contain yourself. That was one, like all the guys. You know, I was one of those weird guys growing up. Like, you know, I was a starter on our football team, right? So I, I had this jock thing, but I also was in the games club and I played Dungeons and Dragons with those guys. And you know, then I'll go to a girls' school because I just didn't give a fuck. I did what I wanted, you know, and I think that's just what made me unique at the time. So for me to go do a musical at all girls' school, imagine the heat I took. Bro, I, I was making fun of those guys for the rest of the year. You missing out. This was like the best time ever. Absolutely. So, you were you were you were, you were invited to every single party after that. Bro, oh, every coming. single party. It's coming. It's coming. And you know what? And you know what's funny is you make all these girls their friends, and then they admire you for being brave enough and coming to. The, and then when one broke up with you, or you broke up with one, the other one just slid right in. That is such a true story. You know, it's funny because I went to public school and, and the running joke is like, I never went out with a lot of public school girls. It was always private school girls. My ex-wife went to Lourdes where my girls go. It's an all-girls school here in Miami and so on and so on. I always went out with the private school girls. It was it was just, you know, they're different. And for, and for them, it was it was because, you know, those guys that they see all the time or, or, or they don't, you know, the Belen Columbus guys, you know, all pretty sharp guys. But they they have high IQ but low EQ. So you get that you put in the EQ, and I come in. I just I just run circles around them for a minute before you know I'm dating all three of their friends, and they don't even know about it, which is a great part. But, but so I it's still so made it fun. I think it's more of a logistic thing because when you go to the public school girls, they already have their network of boys that are around them all day that they work with. When you go to the Catholic school girls, they're not exposed to anybody. And so, you new? No, your friend, you're friend. You're new. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're like raw meat dumped in a piranha tank. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was, I was pretty ingenious when it came to that when I was in, when I was in school because I just I just I just intensely listen. I wasn't the good looking guy ever in the room. I just I just knew how to increase my odds. Yeah, the, the more women, the more 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 women, less men, the better, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or, 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 or Abe, knowing you, since you're witty, you probably made them laugh, too. Uh, so that's I key. You make, when, you the, the, when you make the girls laugh, they love that shit. I did have the comedic lead, yes. Uh, I, did. Uh, yeah. I would assume that's how you won over Brandy, too. You're, you're, you're oh, without wet. a doubt. We all know oh, that. Down. <laughs> without a doubt, dude. That's like... No I mean, my, wife, my wife is gorgeous today, still hot as hell. But, you know, I met her when she was 19. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You know, we started dating. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. The Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Before anybody thinks I'm a perv, I was 26, so it wasn't like the end of the world. But we didn't date. We stayed friends, and we didn't date till she was 24. You know, so she was, like, in her prime. She was, like, you know, know, she was a lioness at that time. But, yeah, it it took took me four years to convince her to date me. No, not yet to date me, yeah, four years. There you go. The rest is history, man. That's the awesome. Rest is That's fantastic. For a woman, I like never- when I go places. I like when I go places and people are like, "What the hell is that woman doing with that guy?" That just means I'm doing something right. No, because it throws them off because you you show no signs of having a lot of money either. So they're just confused. <laughs> See, that's a statement normally made when a guy pulls up in a Ferrari and he's got a $50,000 watch on and he walks out. But see, when you do it, they're like, they see no signs of that. So they're just confused. It's just the, the, the glowing personality that she loves. <laughs> no, or, or, the, or the thing, yeah, for sure, for sure he went IPO. <laughs> <laughs> she, she saw the potential when we, when we started dating and now 
after after three years, she's like, wait, where the hell's all this money? I thought this guy was gonna make. No, no, and, and where's the potential? No. Busting, Paul. Busting, busting. That's awesome. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I, as a new father, like I, Abe is definitely a guy that I look up to and I ask advice from. So the hearing him, you know, I, I've met you a few times, Juan, but but hearing Abe say that to you is a, is a huge deal because he's a great right, it's dad. A huge deal so. for me. Right, he's amazing and. And dude, hey, he is with his—I mean, with his daughters and and the little man, dude, little man, dude, that guy, that guy. Oh, he's got a personality. Gonna, and that guy's not gonna have any issues. <laughs> oh, the only issue is gonna be this: which one of the of the daughter's friends he's gonna hook up with first? <laughs> right, right. Um, listen, I worry about him more than I worry about the girls. I'm not. I'm not. Absolutely, you should. Absolutely maybe maybe you should. the younger one. The younger one makes me a little bit nervous because of her judgment making so far. But, but you know. <laughs> He's going to have the privilege of three of his sisters with their friends at the house yep. in the pool, and the bay. Oh yeah, he's. I'm, I'm. He makes me worried. I got to keep him humble. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what as close as our sons are, I feel like my kid's going to reap the benefits of your daughter's friends as well. Of course, oh, without, he, a yeah. oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without of course, doubt. he will. Without a oh, doubt. Yeah. It I was mean, funny this morning when he woke up. The first thing he said out of his mouth was Asher. He knows he's going over there today. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man, they're blood brothers. Those two, they're they're bonded, man. That's fantastic. Every time he calls me his best bud, and he goes, and then Carmine. <laughs> what he said, yeah, you're my best bud, and then Carmine. That's awesome. I love that name, uh, Carmine. By the way, pretty cool. Yeah. But um, no. Wait, went from cigars to fatherhood to making fun of Paul again. No. Yeah, we're all. <laughs> <laughs> It always doubles back to Paul, though. Always, every time. Paul, Paul's like the Monopoly past two hundred. You know, when you pass go, we gotta come back to it. And then, then you always end on the on, on the railroads, and that's Paul. He's part of the railroad system. Right? <laughs> I'm the connecting tracks. I love it. Did you want? I want to ask, ask you about something. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask you about something. We want. We want to talk about. We have a break coming up soon, so we want to talk about Gurkha in 2021 and moving forward and, and what's to come. But before we get to that, speaking about the social aspect of our lives, and, and you showed us the, the Johnny Black. So uh, our producer took some notes when she spoke with you, and mm -hmm. one of the things that kind of threw me off, and Abe, maybe maybe you've seen this more than I have, but are you? so you're recommending Johnny Black with a splash of coconut water. Okay, so what I told her was this. I'm in, is this I'm a really, Miami thing? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I'm at uh, Cigar Doll, C C Cigar Doll, yeah, Cigar uh, Cigar House in Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, okay. Rio's place, right? And she has a bar in the back of the of the store, and all I keep seeing is this this bartender, you know, pouring Johnny Black. They're doing drink a lot of Johnny Black in Puerto Rico, and they're yep. pouring Johnny Black and then putting a splash of coconut water. And I'm like, I'm like, what is this? So I asked Rita, I asked her sons, and she's like. Oh, that's you no know, in Puerto Rico. That's how we drink it, and it's great because the ladies, the coconut water takes the edge off. So, so what I told the producer was, I tried it. You gotta try it because you know what? When you you you're with a lady, and you know I don't like whiskey. You're at the bar. You say, don't don't knock it. To, no, don't judge it. Just try it first. And you go with a special coconut water. They try it. It takes that little bit of that edge off, and it tastes great, mind you. I don't drink it that way, but that's how they drank it in Puerto Rico, and I thought it was genius because. And instead of buying, you know, 10 drinks, you buy two drinks and then you're your way, right? <laughs> You've never only had two drinks in your whole life. 
about the ladies instead of oh, the there you go. Okay. Come on. There you I, go. <laughs> I, I'm googling it. I'm finding stuff like this. Apparently, it's a big. I've been to I've been to Puerto Rico maybe four or five times in my life. I've never seen that drink before. And that's dude, that's I, pretty I, cool. I, and we I used to go when I was younger because you could drink at 18 there. That right, that was I, one of the the benefits of going. And I saw it, Paul, and I saw it there. I saw it at Rita, at Rita's place, and and uh, and I tried. I mean, mind you, I don't I don't drink it like that. I drink I drink everything rocks, or depending on what I'm drinking straight. But but yeah, it's uh it's it, 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 it Ladies love it. I do my daughters when and when I have a drink with them. They, if, if I have the coconut water, I have them try it. They'll, they'll, I mean, they're not huge fans, but they'll, they'll try it. And uh, and dude, I, I think I just think that again, it's you, you when you travel, you, you you find out all these different cultures of people how they drink stuff. And uh, that that was, I thought that was a pretty cool you know pretty cool uh, way to drink a scotch, which I would never put anything on mine. You know, it's like it's just like people tell me about it. Do you, do you smoke infused cigars? I go, listen, man, I infuse myself. I smoke cigars. <laughs> I drink what I want to drink, and then I smoke a cigar without 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 infusion. No no acid, no grand reserve that we make. I I'm not into that. I I, I like I like tobacco. I like tobacco. I like tobacco and the different flavors tobacco brings to the table. With whatever I'm drinking at that that day, so. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. Well, we have to take a break. Big yeah, Puerto Rican thing. Oh, we got a break. Yep. We got to we gotta take a break. Hey, Talk we're just about. taking one break or two or the two. We can put you both run through. Okay. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back after this with Juan Lopez of Gurkha Cigars. Keep it lit. Battle of the Bears. Oh, yeah, macho man Randy Savage coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. Oh, yeah, look what I got here. I got the championship belt like I told you I was going to get, President Jack Tunney. What do you got to say? Oh, yeah, it was the Battle of the Bands. I went head-to-head in a cage match with the best of the best. Mr. Tiki Torch Man himself, Brian Glenn, went down. Dojo went down. Coop. Coop. Oh, yeah. Coop went down. Developing pallets. And the blind man himself tried to make a run for the macho man at the end, but it wasn't good enough, was it, blind man? Oh, yeah. Macho man wants to thank some people. Oh, the fine folks at Drew Estate Cigars for always supporting the Macho Man. The people at Padron. Oh, yeah, John Huber. Crown Head Cigars. Thank you so much, brother. Alec Bradley. Oh, I couldn't have done it without you. And, and, Steve Saka. Steve Saka said the Macho Man couldn't win. What you think about this, Mr. Steve Saka? I told you, the cream always rises to the top. Who's going to take this belt from me? 2021 Battle of the Bands is coming up soon. Do you think you got what it takes to beat the Macho Man? You think you can take this belt from me? Well, it is on because I am going to come back and defend my title. Oh, yeah. So thank you to Abe DeBabna. Smoke in. We're going to see you again. 2021. Going to defend my title. Oh, yeah. 
Mi nombre es Elmer Suárez de la Flor de Copán en Honduras. My name is Ernesto Cranwinkel and I'm from La Romana, Dominican Republic. Hola, mi nombre es Diana, soy de Manizales, Colombia. Días, Freddy Molina desde Estelín, Nicaragua. Hola amigos, saludos a todos. María Santis, orgullosa de ser puertorriqueña. Cheers, I'm Oliver, I'm from London, England. I love H. Uman Añejo. My favorite H. Upman Dominican cigar is the H. Upman Banker. My favorite H. Upman cigar is the Herman's Batch. Favorite H. Upman is the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Mi cigarro favorito es H. Upman Española. I highly recommend you try the H. Upman 175th anniversary, awarded number 10 cigar of 2019. One world together with H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. All right, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of KMA Talk Radio, episode number 397, with our good friend and vice president of sales of Kirka Cigars, Juan Juani Lopez. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Abe? Good, uh, good time so far with you guys, man. You guys are awesome, man. I love, I love coming on the show. I, I listen to it every every Saturday, and uh, you, you guys have great guests, just great topics. And you know what? And I like it when it goes off the topic and it just becomes a, a chit chat with friends and and about life, and it's pretty cool. So I, I love well, that. I mean, we we've always said that our our goal of the show is to emulate conversations that you'd have in a cigar lounge. And that's yeah. what we want to do. We want to emulate stuff that we would talk about if you were here sitting in the lounge and we'd be chatting. You know, Alan Rubin seems to be upset because we know more about Paul's life than about cigars. He made a comment earlier, but maybe we stop watching <laughs> thousand awesome. podcasts. We could talk about his life a little bit. Right, the, right, right. Not well, the real Alan Rubin. Not the real Alan No, 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 no. No, the Fugazi Alan Rubin. Not the real Alan Rubin. That's awesome. Fugazi Alan Rubin. I have a question, kind of off topic, but in, in the news topic. We all saw that, uh, or most of us, I'm sure, saw, or some might be hearing for the first time, that Sean Connery passed away. So my question, Paul, how old are you? I am 37. All right, so you're you're younger than I am. Abe, you're mid-60s, Juan, you're a little, Fuck you. a little older than I am. <laughs> Who is your bond? I'm 38. My bond is Pierce Brosnan. Is I'm mine, too. Yeah, that's your bond, right? Roger Moore. Roger Moore's your bond? You know, you know, it's funny because as a young child, I preferred Roger Moore over Sean Connery, right? I mean, I think historically, you can't. Sean Connery is the quintessential the, bond. I agree. 100%. When you look at it as an adult, he's the factual quintessential bond. But mm -hmm. as a young man, I loved, I preferred Roger Moore over Sean Connery. Yeah, because we grew up, we grew up with Roger Moore. Right. He was our bond. <laughs> I much. fell in love with Pierce Brosnan as Remington Steele. And yeah, he, uh, he he was supposed to be the next Bond before Timothy Dalton. So I don't know if any of you guys remember, but there were some new Coke or Diet Coke commercials that had Pierce Brosnan almost in a Bond-esque scene in a bar and Ninja Stars flying because he was supposed to be the next Bond because Remington Steele was coming to an end. And or then they then ended up doing the season or something. He couldn't get out of his contract, and then he went to a Timothy Dalton, and that crushed me. 
So when Pierce Brosnan became Bond, I was all like elated and thrilled. But yeah, I mean, no, he, yeah. he played. I mean, he played the part great. But I mean, I grew up with with Roger Moore. Uh, always admired the uh, the Sean Connery because he he is. When you say James Bond, I mean, you look, that's Sean Connery is. You know the original. I mean, like just everything about him says James Bond, right? Because that was correct. But but I mean, to me, Roger Moore, because I grew up with that guy. I, I I would go as a kid to watch all the movies. You know, all the Double uh, Seven movies are with him in it, and that's my dude. <laughs> hey, if you're listening, post post in the chat. I'm curious, who is your Bond? So, Paul, you're with me. Brosnan is your Bond. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's just because of our age. Like that's right. who I remember right. as Bond. I mean, I've seen all the old ones as well. They're they're great, but I, I don't know. It's just instilled in my mind that that Pierce. The other the other problem for for Pierce Brosnan is that every time I see him in any other movie, I can only see him. You know, it's that that actor's issue. I can right. only see him as Bond. I saw in Mrs. Doubtfire. It ruins it for me because I'm like, why is 007 there? <laughs> Well, it's, it's like now it's like now uh, Robert De Niro being grandpa movies, funny as shit movies about him being a grandpa. I mean, what happened to the gangster? <laughs> you know? Because listen, man, he had he had, he did all these movies for for no money back in the day. He had to make some cash, man, twenty million dollars for those movies each. <laughs> yeah, no, no, hey, Tra hey, Tribeca Films makes no money. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> well, the owner of now that. it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's he's okay. You know, it goes back to this: who's your favorite Batman? Meaning in the movies. For me, will always be the guy, uh, the funny guy um, from from, like Michael Michael Keaton. Keaton. from Night Shift. Michael Keaton, Christian Bale put, stole the Batman part. He, Ugh, he, no, I did not like Christian Bale. Who, who is your favorite Batman? I like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I listen, thought he was great. To me, it's a, a Christian Bale. It's a different kind of Batman. Michael but Keaton was still the comic book Batman. Michael yeah. Keaton was like the Batman series Batman more. He's you know like what Batman was supposed to be. You know, the comic Michael Keaton still had a comic book feel to it. And yeah. he invented that voice. That Batman voice when he first started, I'm oh, Batman. You know that every right. other every other Batman's trying to copy. There's mm -hmm. only one that sounds like that is Michael Keaton, dude. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I mean, don't be wrong. I love that movie. I, I love that movie. I mean, I, I remember being in the theater when it came out, and I remember the first opening scene, and everybody started clapping. Like, they were, like, so pumped up when that movie came out. Um, and I liked it. And, and by far, I, I, you know, even though I, I love other renditions, Jack Nicholson's rendition of the Joker is epic, right? I think it's, I think he's the Joker for me, too. Yeah. It's epic. But, but, you know, Batman's one of those... Look, Superman's Superman's Superman, right? It's hard to slice Superman in a couple different directions. I mean, I think cool, he tried so to, with with Man of Steel a little bit, where he's a little bit more, you know, tormented and whatnot. But Superman, Superman. But Batman's one of those characters in the DC universe that really has two completely different personas, and mm -hmm. you, know, you either like the really dark night version of him or the original, you know. And I I tend to enjoy the dark night version better. <laughs> Wow! I somebody uh, Brian uh, Gramowski just said Val Kilmer, Kilmer and Bale. Val Kilmer, the one, the one. Wow, Val, Val Kilmer. I, I think he gets a bad rap for that for, for that, that movie. movie. I think it was pretty good. I but I I'm a Val Kilmer fan. It, him in Real Genius was like I'm I don't a, know that was Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer in all movies in the Saint in he the Saints dude the Saint the Saint that movie I I, I Tombstone. Tombstone Tombstone yes Tombstone he's always a great. Ah. 
Doc. Performer. I don't know what happened to him physically because I don't know if you've seen a picture of him lately. I don't even look like him. Yeah. Man, but whatever. The same, thing, the same thing that happens to all of us. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> no. He doesn't even life. look like Val Kilmer anymore. No, no, you know, because that's 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 way too much Botox, Val Kilmer. Right. He's, got that, Mickey, he's got that Mickey Rourke thing going on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm grabbing a picture now. He does. Mickey Rourke is actually a really good analogy, Alex, because that you're right. He's got that like too much no, plastic hey, hey, surgery. Right. What happened to somebody? The lady from Top Gun, Tom Cruise's girl, whatever. Tom Gun. Kelly McGillis. Back then to like now in Key West. <laughs> oh my God. Yo. Wow. Right. Right. Oh my God. Dude. Hey, I got yeah. I got news for you. That that's a good picture of him. <laughs> well, because you can't see how big he is either. That's he a got good pretty picture. big. That's a good picture of him. I'm telling you. Right. That's a good picture of him. Yeah. Wait. So it's interesting. Speaking of superheroes and and costumes and uniforms and all that stuff, do you want to show your Abe? Abe has been sending me well, some of his uh, Juan, Halloween costumes. Juan, do you dress up for Halloween? Sometimes it all depends. I mean, uh, lately, lately, I've since if I don't if I don't get to see my girls because they're doing their own party things, uh, I just sit outside, bottle of scotch. This this year, this year, I'm, I'm this year I'm wearing gloves and I'm wearing the mask. I don't I don't, I'm not expecting a lot of kids, but I'm gonna still sit outside and drink. And if they come, they're gonna get the candy. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear gloves. But I, sometimes I do when I do like the parties and stuff. I, I definitely put on uh, costumes on, but but not I'm not a huge Halloween guy, man. I've I never really been except for when I was a kid. Going back to what I was saying about getting in the in the in the nineteen eighty four Astro van with with uh, and going and going to put uh, extra back then in Miami and buying five hundred eggs with like six of my boys <laughs> and, and yep. I know I know and we're and we're all dressed as the baseball fury the baseball so so, fury. so we will get out of the van like five of us dressed with baseball fury <laughs> they're assholes they're just assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what it was uh, about when, when I was younger, was, too. It was about well, like, that, that, causing that, a ruckus. I did that in to, uh, toilet paper, the houses. They don't do that anymore. Toilet paper in homes are awesome, dude. Like do, thank God, because as an adult, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> right. <laughs> last, year, last year, Alex and I just pulled up lawn chairs, sat in our driveway with a bucket of candy and smoked cigars as kids were walking by. When I say that one kid, he, he, is that a real cigar? I'm like, take a candy and move along, kid. I said something to him. Is that a real cigar? I'm like, take your candy and move along. Well, hey, the the last time I was was on the show, you took that picture from my Facebook that I had that cutout of the Game of Thrones thing, and I was drinking drinking scotch and smoking cigars. And it's funny, because what would happen? Here come the parents and dads. Oh, you smoke cigars? And I'm like, well, there's a shop down the street you could buy it from. And I was like, what it was. was I was like promoting the brand and promoting the stores. And uh, and yeah, man, I do, I do it every year like that. It's, it's a lot funner for me now just to sit there, see the little kids, reminisce about when my kids were little, than uh, going out and getting stupid. Because I know this one t- tonight is one of those rookie nights. You don't go out. You don't go out Halloween. There's too many people drinking. Too many stupid yeah. people out there. No need. Damn, it's coming down. Holy shit! Anyway, <laughs> so you can yeah. pop up. Paul. These, these, are, these are some of my epic costumes I found during the break, real quick. All right, so here's one. Jesus. That's that's two thousand and two at least. No, that's two thousand and fourteen or no, maybe fourteen. Damn. No, no, I, I really young. <laughs> Is that Pete Johnson? Yeah, that's Pete, Pete Johnson. Johnson dude. Yeah. Look how young they both look. Right. Yeah. Now I'll tell you a funny story about that. Obviously, I'm being the guy from uh, Hangover. Hangover. The Hangover, right? 
So I'm a little messed up there because I've been sweating and doing an event. And uh, but when I when I disappeared in the back room, nobody knew who I was. Then my wife put the wig on and the beard nicely. I come out with the baby and I start interacting with people. And I'm out there for at least 40 minutes, and I'm thinking everybody knows who I am. And people just start saying, "Where's E? This event's been going on for nobody actually knew who I was when I came out with that." That's how much the <laughs> hair and the beard threw them off. That was funny. That's awesome. That was That's a awesome. funny event. That was the all new Carlos. Oh, the all new Carlos. Yeah, that was that <laughs> was that was That's the, from the story earlier. Yeah, that was the story. Oh, wow. Dude, that's that's next level shit. That how was long how long did that take though? I mean, that took a few I hours. I had to sit in a makeup chair for about an hour and a half, I think. Wow. Oh shit, dude. Course. That's badass. I like that. And, and of course, that's after I've been sweating. That's what I was gonna do today that my wife did. That is not a cartoon, that is a photograph of me. That is crazy. Look how thin yeah. you look. You should do that every day anyway. <laughs> it's very slimming. I was slimmer then, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this is your next Halloween costume. Uh, Rocco, Ma Rocco's modern life, the boss. I could see he was has a cigar in his mouth. I couldn't find a picture of him with a cigar. That's funny. That's awesome. I'm That's so awesome. I'm fired now. <laughs> you got fired a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's true. I still like mine. I think I think I have a good Halloween costume this year. That's funny, man. The funny I look just like him. The, thing, the funny thing is, you didn't even need any makeup for the mouth. It looks perfect. <laughs> I just chugged a lot of coffee this morning to yellow my teeth a little bit more. That's great. That's so, great. one, yes, sir. let's talk about Gurkha 2021, man. What do you guys got? Uh, man, right now, right now, now the, the you mentioned earlier in the break, you mentioned earlier in the show, and I kind of let it glaze over because I wanted to have a chance to get in depth to talk about it. I really wasn't aware that it was public information that Gurkha was being looked at to be acquired. Oh yeah, no, it's it's been. I mean, when, when we did, I, mean, I first, knew about it. I heard about it. But I just, I, I, there was a press release. I know Coop's on. We're gonna yeah. bring him a little bit. I yeah, might. There was, there was, there was, there was always the because man, when when it got when it got bad there for like a few months, it was literally these guys were coming coming hard and and listen, you know. And and um, I love Kaiser. Kaiser is a friend of mine, still a friend of mine. I'll always be a friend of mine. Uh, he's like a brother to me, and I love the I love the guy. And uh, in saying so, he knew that by him stepping down or what you know what he did was helping the rest of the company because he's that guy. He's he's, he's not a, he's not selfish. He's not a selfish person. He's about everybody else. Because I've always told Kaiser, dude, you don't need to have 25, 30, 40 employees here. You can just sell to Cigar International. Make a lot of money and sit at home, but he loves the fact that he's got people that he takes care of as a family, and he's a family man. And um, listen, man, what happened happened. And uh, but yeah, it's 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 been it's been in the works, and and he understands it, he comprehends it. Listen, he's got so many ventures that he that he that he does. He's got so, his hands so many things that when when like I said earlier, when Jim came in and 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 you know Jim's an organizer. That's what Jim does. Jim's an organizer. I go out there, hustle with my boys, and do it, and, and my ladies, and do what we need to do, right? Uh, and then you got you know guys in the factories that do their thing. So so it, it it goes back to it was it was something that was that was brought to the table that we that we we need to do because we were getting you know from this side pulling everybody's tugging at both sides and at the end of the day it makes sense to do so. Now what people don't understand is that Ko had already stepped away from the company. It's pretty much Jim and the management team running Gurkha. I mean K had literally stepped away. He'll have his opinion on, on packaging here and there. But as far as like every day, 
he 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 would never come to the office. I mean, maybe twice a week. You know, he, he hasn't he hasn't been in the office forever now, but he he wasn't as involved because he's doing other things and and other ventures, and that's what he does, man. He's he's that guy. So, but yeah, it's it's, it's been out there, man. It's we found listen a lot of people, a lot of guys throw their names in the hat, and and then they realize what it, it really takes to get to where we need to be, and uh, because. Because it's a, it's, a, it's not a, a low number, and I'm not gonna say the number, but it's not a low number, and uh, and it's a number that makes sense to to the uh, to him and, and the company, and and again we're we move forward. Like, so going back, so now 20, let's talk about 2021. All right, so I, I think I answered that question, right, Abe? Yep. You good with that? Yeah, yeah. 20, 2021 for us for us 2021 is this. Uh, 2021 is just going back to the roots. Me, me roots. I mean, we really haven't had the opportunity this year to really go out and educate our customers on our new offerings. Give you an example. Every year for the last, I've been there 11 years. I've been in charge of now nine years for the, of the sales. Every year we average anywhere from 400 to 500 events a year. This year we've done 32. So if you don't educate the customer base and those guys who are not even maybe Gurkha smokers and you don't get to get, get the cigars in their hand, their mouth and, and have them try it, uh, you're never going to get them to become a regular customer, repeat customer. So our focus, uh, my focus is, the, uh, and my team's focus is the next the next two quarters, uh, after the fourth quarter, for our first and second quarter, is hopefully things go back to somewhat normal, uh, still be responsible. But again, going out there and educating the customers on the Nicaragua again, on the Trenta, on the San Miguel, which is fantastic. We also have a a bargain brand called the uh, Castle Hall that, that we're doing out of Nicaragua Dominican that's in the four to five dollar price range that there is a sweet spot there for some people. Um, so that's our plan. Our plan, especially the first few quarters, is just to go back out there, shake hands, put cigars in people's hands, light them up, educate, educate, educate. I don't preach. I teach. Let's go. <laughs> I don't preach. I teach. I like it. Absolutely. So there's... Does, I'm just curious, and I know you're honest as well. I'll ask this question because otherwise, I know I get a load of you know a load of shit. Um, does the eminent sale of the company affect how strategized you plan on being in 2021? Uh, man, you know what? All, all we all we do is this: listen, if it if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And and our sales have been always going up for the last nine years. Okay, five, ten, twenty, whatever it may be, it's still going up. When it gets flat, which flatten a little bit, and then this thing went a, a, somewhat away, it's going back up again. Now we're back up again. So our our strategy is: listen, we are here. We 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 have one common goal: is to make the company successful. And and if the company's not successful, no one's going to want to buy it. No one's going to even look at it. So we need to stay stay the course and continue to do what we do, which is hit the streets, educate the customer. Uh, just keep educating customers about the product because there's a lot of confusion out there with the online, with the brick and mortar. You guys know I'm a huge brick and mortar guy. Never been a big online guy. Some of these guys don't even like me online. If you know who I'm talking about, and, and I'm not gonna get into that one because I, I, I'm not going to. You know, but, as a retailer and a guy who's got an online presence, right? Yeah, but you're um, you're a little bit different. You don't want talking about. Yeah, but but no, no, but I know. But look, I I just want to clarify, right? Because I, look. What people have to realize, because I, I love when all these guys start chiming in about, about not buying things online, right? You have to realize the country's a big country, and there's only about 2,500 legitimate, like, quality cigar shops, if that, in the country. Mm -hmm. So there's 
so many areas in the country where guys can't get good stuff. So the, the existence of online retailers, it's got to be there. If you know guys around the country really want to have access to product and a lot of you know decent product, so I've never even before we were big online. I remember sitting around and people used to talk crap about Lou Rothman and how they couldn't stand them, and I'm like, I never understood that because I'd just rather look and see what I could learn from the guy. You can't take guys like that out of the equation, but you can learn from them and, and implement it, change it, make it better, do things better. So I was never opposed to anybody who sold product to any of the, the big box stores or you know, discount stores, they call them. But I just, we didn't work with people who didn't want to protect their brand, right? So right. if you just wanted to sell it to anybody, they could sell it out of the garages for $5 over cost, or whatever. Those are brands you could, you could really support as a brick and mortar. But as long as, 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 long as people fo- follow what the, the guidelines that the guys who make the brands want, I, I never cared if any, 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 if they, you know, you could sell it to anybody they wanted to, you know, as long as they, they kept the parameters. But you guys, you guys have really been trying to make now brick and mortar stuff. See, and that's funny because as a, in my position, when a company calls me, well, this is brick and mortar only. I hate hearing that. I know we, we've we've had this conversation. Right, I feel like, like I, I like hearing that, and that bothers yeah. me when they say that to me because. I look to get the product into as many people's hands who want it. So when you tell me something is brick and mortar, you just like, you know, chop me at the knees of being able to get this out to a lot of our friends and patrons who don't live by one of our brick and mortar stores. So, yeah, so that models never worked for me. I, I, you know, we've had a couple of cigar, but honestly, and maybe you could help me, but I, I don't know of anybody who's attempted that, we're going to make this brick and mortar only that's really succeeded well. Well, I, I think I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and now in saying so, if, if, if you are able to control the parameter of the price points that you're putting on brick and mortar, meaning I know that if I go to Abe, if I go to, you know, some of the, our partners and we tell them, Hey, listen, you need to not charge less than 15%, 20%, whatever it may be. And you keep it there. We work with you, all right? And that's fine. That's fine and dandy, okay? Now, the problem is you got some of these guys that do the one-day deal, 50% off, and guess who gets the phone calls? This guy right here. So yeah. I got to deal with that. And you know what? That's that's what pisses me off. And then, you know, you have to reach with these people for 20-some years, and then you got to make the phone call because you have to make the phone call. That's what you pay you for to tell them, hey, listen, if you're not going to follow our guidelines, we're not going to send you brick-and-mortar product because it, although it's brick-and-mortar, what we mean by brick and mortar for us, especially that we're heavy, heavy on the internet, you know, uh, years past, meaning that you stay within reason of if you would sell it at the shop at 15% off, if you're doing 20% off, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to call you. Hey, come on, man, bring it up five. Now, if you're doing 35, 40%, I don't think that's a fair fight. But again, it goes back to this. Hey, man, I know, I know you're, gonna, you're, you're probably thinking, hey, Juani, if I'm paying you the same amount of money, it's up to me how much money I want to make on the box. If it's five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks. But if you're telling me and you have the guidelines of, hey man, please stay within the guidelines of this. If you want to give an extra five, because let's say a Matt does lives in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, and he has no brick and mortar store, he wants to buy from me, and another five percent is not going to hurt you. But now, if you give twenty percent off extra, then it hurts everybody. It hurts everybody. That's the way I feel about the whole. So when I say brick and mortar, I mean it's brick and mortar without being strictly brick and mortar you can still right. put it online but respect the guidelines that we set 
we set forth so everybody has a fair chance to make money on it and not whore the product out, which is at the end of the day, that's what we don't want. And sometimes the consumers don't understand why that's not good for a brand. You know, they, you know, in their mind, you know, they just want the best price they can, which we all do. Right. But it ruins brands. So if you like Absolutely. the brand, well, because it, it goes, it goes back to the confusing the customer. It, yeah. Confusing the, because the customer sees a Gurk online for three fifty, and then they go to your store and they see a San Miguel ten bucks. They're gonna go. How come you're? Oh, you're you're charging me seven dollars more than if I will buy it online. But they're not buying the same product. But in their head, they're buying a Gurkha. So that's where the confusion lies yeah. in the customers. That, that that's, was that's the biggest issue. Many years, because <laughs> I know. you couldn't tell from the packaging or whatever, and you know that that that's why even when you look at the San Miguel packaging, it's distinctively stands out from anything you guys make. Absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I, I think that help. That's gonna help the differentiation in the consumer eyes. You know. So too, my brother. So uh, we have coupon. It's that time. Yeah, Coop is right here. There he is. Hey, the library. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Coop? Hey, like months. It's been strange, isn't it? Right. I, I don't know why. Is it me? I just feel like we have you and I haven't talked. I mean, usually we're at least once a week chatting about something. Yeah, yeah. It's just I know I've been kind of busy yeah. outside the cigar world the last couple of weeks. That may have a lot to do with that. How's everything going? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. I, um, I've actually been getting out a little more lately. I think mm. I was mentioning last week. And I'm, I'm still planning on trying to get down to Florida before Thanksgiving. So uh, well. knock on wood, hopefully that happens. We look forward to that. Now, I, I'm assuming that you're not a Halloween dress-up kind of guy. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm in that even, phase. Even you know. when your kids were young and growing up? Yeah, what about when they were little? No, I, I, I never was the one who got dressed up. No. I can uh, just see kids with kids. Daddy, I'm what are you going to do for Halloween? I don't do teasers. You, you know, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, someone had to give the candy out, right? So that would kind of be right. my job. Um, you know, it, it's interesting now because, like, Abe, the moms dress up for Halloween a lot more than they did when I was a kid. I like when moms dress up. Oh, uh, that's always the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the highlight. You know, but like I, we were talking about this like around here and I'm like, the moms never dress up for Halloween when I was a kid. Mm. When, when my kids were small, my wife started dressing up for Halloween. But yeah, but not so much when I was a kid. There's something sultry about a dressed up woman. Paul, can you put Ronnie's know. comment up? <laughs> okay. I'm Rocky afraid say? to put Ronnie's comment up, but okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Ronnie, oh no. That's who he wants Coop to be. <laughs> Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uh, I like Uncle oh, Fester. Are you? Oh, I, was, I was more of a Munsters guy, though, than an Adams Family guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Munsters were. That's Munsters another great were. question. Put that up, Paul. Are you a Munster or Adam Family's person? I think that's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. Oh, it's Munsters all the way. Well, I think yeah, I'm a Munster guy. Well, but I'm going to tell you why I believe that, right? Because I think the Munsters were more geared for children. Adams Family and the dialogue was a little more adult. Needed more thinking to appreciate, I think, some of the writing and and and, and the humor than, it, than young kids. So I think that's why maybe a lot of us are monsters. Because if you watch some of the Adams Family stuff now, you, it's kind of pretty genius, right? Yeah, you think about that. You're you're 100 right on that. 
But I don't know. Herman Munster, I think, had a little more of a of a cartoonish character to him in a lot of ways. Fred Gwynn. Fred oh, Gwynn, yeah. Was haunted by that role for the rest of his life. Bashed, bashed the writers, bashed the creators. My cousin Vinny broke him out of it. Really? Well, yeah, yeah it may happen. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. What's a you? What's a you? Awesome. <laughs> is that a real Paul F or is that a soundbite? That was a. That's a real Paul. <laughs> was that a real Coupla? Yeah. So, Coop, what's up in the news this week? Um, it's a lot of stuff going on this week. It was an interesting week. Um, the big news, and I don't know if there's much to talk about this big news, but it still is big news, is that the sale of the premium cigar business of Imperial Brands has been completed. And what folks need to know about that is that sale included Altidus USA. Um, it included JR Cigars, Casa de Monte Cristo, uh, 50% of Habanos SA. And a couple of factories. Uh, so it's a quite a big transaction that occurred whole, this past week. Whole cigar division. Yeah. Right? Everything. Uh, yeah. Right. Which I'm going to tell you something. Almost every single soul I talked to said that they would never be able to sell it all in one solid piece. Well, no, they, and they, they didn't. They had to break it up because of Habanos. And there's a couple of investment groups that have made these purchases, but I guess behind the scenes, a lot of these investment groups are the same players involved. But they had to do two separate transactions, namely because of Habanos. I understand, but even I'm, I'm talking. Forget the Habano side. I'm talking even just the 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 retail division, the JR division, and also USA. I mean, I think I talked to Lou about it and some other people. It, they said it was going to be impossible to have. Because the EBITDA evaluations were so different on all three components. Yeah. It was going to be hard for them to sell all three together, and they did. They did. You know, there's a little bit of misinformation going on about this transaction, and that's that when uh, Imperial got all to this, it, they paid a much larger price. But people have to remember that when they divested, um, they only divested the premium cigar division, and when Imperial had acquired Altidus, that included the machine-made and, and the cigarette divisions. So that's why there was such a big difference in, in the transaction this time, is that Imperial still kept a, a lot of what they had acquired originally. Do you, is there, do you see any uh, expected changes in the near future, or pretty much status quo? Most people won't even know what's going on. Um, you know, everyone's saying status quo. Typically, when there's a big acquisition that I see corporate-wise, they try to keep business as usual as much as possible for the first uh, 9 to 12 months. For a little and, bit of time. Yeah, <laughs> then then you start to see some changes happen. People start leaving. Organizational structures start changing. So, uh, But I, I think the rest of 2020, the average consumer won't, won't really feel this. At the, at the 8 to 12 months mark, you'll start seeing people resign. Take other opportunities, you know. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's what I've seen happen with these types of things in the past. What else you got going on? Um, this is the time of the year where there's a lot of annual limited edition releases that hit the market, and there was a lot of them that hit that were announced this week. Um, the first one was the latest of the Davidoff Zodiac series. It's the Davidoff Year of the Ox. Um, and what folks need to know about that is that's a uh, 6 by 60 I see what you're holding up, Abe. That was already released, though. Gone. Gone. The Karloff. Instantaneously. Yeah. And that was uh, kind of going back. The Karloff was um, kind of – it's kind of a placeholder this year for the Monster Series. It's a resurrection of another series, which wasn't an annual series, called the Actors Series. Yes. 
Not to throw you off, but you were just talking about limited releases, so I yep. threw that up. Yeah, Karloff already is Karloff's gone pretty fast this year too, from what I've seen compared to like some of the previous monsters. Karloff seemed to go very fast this year. Yep. And oddly enough, he he the way he did it, not to get on a tangent, but making it all dress boxes and making more availability almost made it like sell faster. It was crazy. It made it sell faster and it it, it kind of it wasn't as Nuts as the dress boxes has been. It's well, probably, I think, yeah. I think the sales equated the same or more because we made more and sold more. What we just had was a lot less angry people. Yeah. Because there'd be a lot of angry people every year. Yeah. You know, you know of course, when you're in my business, that's, that's you know, what you hate the most, you know, when you have unhappy consumers. But every year it would create something no matter what. Weren't you, wasn't it you who one year you, you had the monster dress boxes, you put them on the website and it crashed like, in a couple hours, we talked about this when we had Pete on the virtual ones. It was even worse. We 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 thought we had done something creative, and we put up this monster hunt where we put like whatever we got. It was like forty boxes, right? Right. So we hit them all throughout our website. Like, I mean, you could be on a Zykar lighter page, and there'd be all of a sudden the monster box, right? <laughs> yeah. You could have been on, yeah, you could have been looking up Macanudo, and then in the middle of like ten skews, there'd be the monster box. So we thought this was a genius idea. Then we threw 40 up there. We sent out this email to everybody because I'm thinking it's going to be like a week before people, you know, find all these hidden right. in, in thousands of pages, right? They were all gone in the first 28 minutes. Like, we couldn't believe it. So we had this plethora of people who, and there was no Facebook this time, whatever. We were just getting bombarded with phone calls and emails from upset people. And, you know, because they had gotten an email like, dude, I got this email 30 minutes ago. They're gone. And I was like, you know. So that was a big catastrophe. We had to send emails out to everybody apologizing in this whole letter. And then what we did the next year was, because it was just like, okay, we just did it now. And we sent out an email figuring eh, when they get it, they get it. The following years where we continue to do that format, we would let them know, hey, Monday at noon, this is going to start. And then we put up like six or seven boxes on Monday through Friday. So when they when the seven were found Monday, then you had an opportunity on Tuesday, whatever, and that kind of alleviated this problem a little bit. But you know these limited releases, especially now, the you know the bigger we get, the bigger our reach becomes, the more awesome fans and patrons that we acquire o- o- over the decades. The worse these kind of times become because you know it's not like it's not like uh, when we get these limited releases, it grows exponentially with our following or in our faithful fans. You know, that's growing, and we get maybe a little bit more. So it becomes more of a problem at our level now. Yeah, no, I can understand that, too. And, you know, it's interesting with some of these annual limited releases. I think some of them keep legs more than others, you know. So I think, you know, the Monsters has still kept a pretty good following. Um, you know, Not obviously they could following, say a lot. But, but has developed spinoff copycats. Yeah, yes. all, very true. Some crap. People now basically, literally copying the monster Halloween crap. They even made like, like the cards, like the cards, like the garbage pail kids. You know that Pete had originally done like over ten years ago, and then yep. Top, and Tops contact him to 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 cancel it, and then they made like these little same things look like a garbage pail kid, and they oh it's our idea now. So not only has it had legs, it's basically generated people to try to emulate it and copy it, which is always a great thing when you know that people are trying to do that, that you got something that's really special. Yeah. yeah. If there's one thing we learned this week, Pete still has it. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it. absolutely. Absolutely. 
And you no, know, you know, it's part, you know, it's funny that you say that though. It's uh, it's like the whole like TAA. Listen, when the TAA asks us, hey, please make a make a, a TAA exclusive, I go, why? What? What would I even try when he's got that on such lockdown? Because he makes great TAA exclusives, and I buy it myself because he makes great cigars, and I know where it comes from. But he's got such a lockdown on the monster. He does it better than anyone. He does the TAA better than anyone. He and did. That's the, why he, he did the TAA. I mean, he did the TAA. He did yeah. it better than anyone because I think that's mm -hmm. he, really yeah. our show. It's coming to an end. But I think Coop and I have talked about this. That's what ruined TAA cigars. Instead of keeping it something special, all of a sudden every year there were 30 different TAA. Everybody yeah. had a TAA. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did it one year. Hey, I did it one year and I realized, you know what? No no need for it. You got let's, lost. Let's, let's, you got yeah, lost. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, when, you compete, when you're competing, when, yeah. listen, when, you, when you do your homework and you realize that at the end of the day, out of all the 30 TAA that are out there, like you said, 60%, 70% is Pete Johnson, the one that's selling his TAA. Everybody yeah. else is just fighting for scraps. In my I opinion, I don't, want, I don't want that fight, man. It's not in my opinion, <laughs> there, was, there was two TAAs that sold epically and maybe two other ones that were decent and did well and well-received. Outside of that, they come and go. I couldn't even tell you what they were. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Abe, the other thing about Pete is I think in the last couple of years – I've seen Pete. Um, Pete's done some great things, and now I think he's kind of turning it for the greater good right now. You know, he is getting much more involved in uh, cigar rights and, and taking a leadership role in in the, in in the cigar industry. Maybe not that he was not a leader beforehand, but it's been a lot more visible in the last couple of years. We're seeing for sure. Well, I, I think what's happened was Pete was always and it became yeah. the Pete Johnson show. Sorry, Wani. No, Pete was always really involved in, in industry, right? So he was one of the first people. Exactly, when, yeah. When we talked about when we talked about starting an organization that eventually became the C CRA, um, Pete was one of the first guys in the room, like a couple of years before that organization was sure. even But Pete's got more involved in doing stuff for the PCA through his products, through his people. And and I, I, I got to tell you, man, uh, it, it's not just him. It's become industry-wide. The Carlito and Padron project, this is good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, head, we're heading for a nice corner next year, for yeah, sure. Yeah, stuff for our industry. These guys are getting excited. They, they Because I think just, look, it, it, it happened in my organization. So I'm not directly pointing this at anybody before anybody takes this out of context, right? So this is just a complete generalization. But my team could tell you, right, we had growth on our e-commerce side and our national audience every year since this exception. Like, it just grew, 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 grew. And then 2018 was the first year where we didn't grow. And, you know, what happens, I think, is you just get into this mode of complacency and – um where you just go through the routine and emotions. I think that's kind of what happens in the cigar industry at some point, right? These guys just go, and then something gets triggered. Like for us, it was 2018. I'm like, well, after all these years, what's going on? So that's when that became my centralized focus. We we hit 2019 really, really hard with getting more creative and interactive and trying to acquire new patrons, keeping the patrons we got, you know, keeping our level of customer service as high as possible. And it's we're reaping the benefits, you know, in 2020 uh, for it. So I think it's kind of what happens is happening in this industry. It's a resurgence of excitement, getting out of what they had been. I think COVID shook things up a little bit, right? It did. It did. 
it shook it up, and and now like the, the creative juices are flowing again. I mean, look, I, I love Carlito Fuente, man. I, I, Carlito Fuente came to the first Great Smoke fifteen years ago. I've seen more of Carlito Fuente in the last months than I saw in the last fifteen years. The, the, oh, the absolutely. Of, the, yeah, no, he's the everywhere. Acts, it's funny that you said because I was talking because I know Pete had posted something the other day. Going back to Pete, uh, he's not as much on Zoom, and we were doing a Zoom every week. We cut down to you know once a month. And uh, man, Fuentes, I mean, the, the, the whole family, they're all over. I mean, they're like, you, you have more access to Fuente in the last two, three years than you've ever had. And, and Carlito, when you talk to the guy, the guy's just a great cat, good people, Cynthia, same thing. And they're personable people. They're not stuck up people and they'll talk to you and they're cool. But the, the amount of access that we've given our cigar smokers uh, in, this, in this industry is the last two years is way above and beyond. I mean, it really is pretty crazy, but we, it, it needs to be done. It needs it, to be done. Yeah. If the Fuente family discovered Facebook this year. Well, I, I think it's a lot. I think that is a lot of it, Abe. I think that from what I've understood is that they didn't really understand this that much, right? Like, it wasn't that they were being distant. They just didn't no. get it, right? Right. Yeah. And according to what I've heard is, you know, once COVID happened, they had to start thinking the way they changed. And I, I was talking to Jeremiah Mirafel on my show, who co-hosts with Carlito. And Great it was guy. really a lot of, yeah, oh, yeah. When, when the whole COVID hit thing hit, he was saying they had to change things. He was stuck in his house in Belgium, and he didn't know what to do. So yeah. that's that's how this kind of all. And then I think Carlito just got hooked on it. Once he saw it, I think he's been hooked on it. I mean, he was tuned into my show the other night. Carlito's been tuning into our show like almost every week. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This is this he's is, on this, just about every week. Yeah, this is a good result of our industry. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I, I, I don't know where I said it, but I think this is, you're going to see the renaissance. This is going to be a, a renaissance time for the cigar industry uh, coming into 2021. Yep, I agree. So what, what else, else you got, Coop? Um, yeah. I'll kind of go through some of these limited editions I mentioned. I mentioned Davidoff Year to Ox. That's going to be a six by sixty offering in the Davidoff Zodiac series. Um, the new Goldie was announced this week, uh, the Goldie Laguito number six, um, and that's going to be a pretty big Goldie, a six and a half by fifty six, based on the Cuban size. Kind of a later year, later start for the Goldie this year. Normally, that's been unveiled around trade show time, but uh, obviously things have been delayed because of COVID. Um, General is bringing back the CAO Vision, and I saw that. yep, they're bringing it back. They've um, they're they're putting a new blend. It's a new blend that's going to be with that, and it's slightly changed changed packaging. They're also releasing a Partagas Limited Reserve Decadas Decadas twenty twenty. And what's interesting about that CAO vision and that, that was the green label Partagas, if anybody could remember that. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is that CAO vision and that Partagas combined with the uh, General Espinosa Warzone is going to have three Cameroon limited edition cigars in market at the end of the year for General, which I thought was kind of interesting. They're, they're putting three different Cameroons out this year. How, how much of the main consumer base do you think actually even realizes that? Probably not much, except right. these are limited releases that they're targeting certain co uh, consumers who probably are more aware of that. I mean, anybody who's, anybody who's over 40 or 45, because... I, I mean, that was one of my, like, ooh, that's my special cigar, that green label party gets, right? Right. It came in the glass tube. So anybody who's over 40, when they see that, they're going to go, wow. And Vision was, like, so, you know, innovative at the time. You know, it was, you know, looking back on it, it was kind of a little bit of a cheesy concept. But when it came out, it went. People wanted it. They liked it. 
Um, I can't even remember the blend of the cigar, to be honest with you. It was even a good cigar. It was so long ago. It was um, a it was a Dominican blend, and it was made at La Aurora, the original CAO Vision. Which you, was remember, kind of different. you remember if it was a good cigar or not? Or? Yeah, I, I, remember, it, I remember it wasn't that great, man. It, it, that was strictly packaging because when they came out, I think I think they rushed it out. I remember them rushing it out uh, like like September after the show. It was in July back then, and they rushed it out. And the cigars, me, my personal opinion, and from what I heard from traveling around, the cigars weren't great. That what sold it was, you know, that first huge run was that innovative box with the light, you know, with the, with the LED blue light, and you right. open up, it was pretty cool. But I remember I remember them having issues with uh, the blend that wasn't what it, they expected, especially for, a, and back then, was still a 18, 15, $18 stick. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah, and that was kind of, my opinion was it, it didn't age well at all. So I remember, I think I bought some of them, and when I put them, I, some of them were okay when I had them. They weren't spectacular, but, when I smoked them later, they just aged terribly, unfortunately. Well, I'll I, I tell, tell you the funny thing, and, I, and I've said this to anybody who's been watching this show for a while, right? It just seems like there's a, always a rapper cycle in this industry. Because, you know, San Andreas was, like, blowing up for a while. Everybody was San Andreas, San Andreas, Broadleaf, this, that. And I remember saying at some point, I don't know, it was a year or two years ago, you know, when I got in, everything was Cameroon, right? The CEO anniversary of Cameroon. I mean, you already had Fuente who had been using Cameroon wrapper, but there were some really great Cameroon cigars. They did the, the, the Sanford Reserve of the J.C. Newman that was the Cameroon one. That's in the right. Series. The, Cameroon was so hot and so big when I was first starting out, and then no one's talked about it in over a decade. And now you're starting to see this resurgence now of Cameroon wrapper. It's, it, it's funny how after 25 years, I've kind of seen this in the industry where wrappers just kind of sickly come in and out of popular production yeah do you guys remember and i agree with you do you remember 10 years ago no one wanted to ever talk about that they were using san andreas it was like taboo it was taboo you didn't want to talk about you said maduro you 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 did anything to hide the fact that you were using san andreas now it's like you're really now it's a cool thing to use san andreas because i'm going to tell you what happened you know why that's the case go ahead I'll tell you why. Because yep. Mexico was known to make really, 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 really bad cigars. Yep. Okay? So, and the problem, if, if my memory serves me correct, I got a lot of crap in here over the last 20 years, so sometimes my wires get jumbled. But for years, there was a law that Mexico couldn't import tobacco for production. So they had to make yeah. cigars with all Mexican tobacco. They couldn't pure filler or good binder or other components needed to make a cigar. So what you got was these harsh, which, you know, for a long time was a huge seller, but these kind of rough, harsh Teamo cigars. That was right. like the most, that was the most famous cigar that's ever come out of Mexico. Absolutely. But, I mean, no one in their right minds looking back at Teamo and saying, man, those were great quality cigars back in the day, right? Yeah. So even though they grew this phenomenal wrapper, they had this stigmata of having, making bad cigars or not great cigars. So that's why it wasn't used. And then somewhere along the way, I don't know what decade or what year exactly, but it wasn't that long ago, that root law changed. And now they were importing, now they were importing cigars, uh, tobacco, and some better quality cigars and more variety and not just that, that Teamo dark stick product was coming out of, you know, the, the Tourette family who started making a few other cigars. And then I think just somewhere along the way, people forgot Teamo or the Stigmata. And then, you know, being just calling it San Andreas made it popular. They came back. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're right on that. Um, everything you're right. You know, the one cigar I remember, I think that really started to popularize it was when Oliva Serie V Maduro started using it. Um, on because it wasn't the original wrapper on the Serie V Maduro, and I think when that started and Oliva started using it, and people saw what they could do. Then, then more people started to come out and say, "Yes, we're using that wrapper." Um, it's not that they weren't using that wrapper either. It's just right. they didn't want to say it. Well, Abe, Abe, I don't, I, and Kuba, I don't know if you, remember, if you were around, but Abe, you probably remember, you remember that article maybe like about 18, 19 years ago. Rothman? Uh, uh, no, the, no, the Turan family, that a cigar aficionado, that they asked them, you know, so where do you sell your wrapper to? And he mentioned my number one, the, the number one company that I sell my wrapper to is Padron. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the Padrones, you know what they said? nothing they let it go they let it go they let it go and that's when i think it started people started thinking really because if, if, you, if you guys look back do your research look back there was an article and i remember when when uh, alejandro turan said that i'm reading this i'm going no shit because the padrones always you know said all nicaragua all nicaragua and they didn't go out to defend themselves because they don't need to they make the best cigar as far as i'm concerned that's my favorite cigar so that happened and then little by little the san andres started coming into the equation again that now people are using it more, and it became more acceptable. Yeah. And and you look cool, do that. You that you know, look look back. You that you know, no no uh, no bullshit. <laughs> you know, no no bullshit. Uh, your your slogan. Uh, look back, because <laughs> I, I remember. No, I remember. I remember that. I remember that so clearly. To I mean, it was like no, 20, it, 16, 17, 18 years ago, or something like that. I think one is definitely validity in that because whether it's true or not, it's out there. It's out right. there. It was out there, and and it, it's been talked about, and it maybe puts that question in people's head. Well, if Padron is using it, and we, you know, we, I'll say I don't know one way or another if they are. I'm a, you know, but if they are, then that's a pretty good cigar, like you're saying. Why why can't we use it as well? So it kind of legitimatized it in a lot well, of ways. Well, that without a doubt mainstream, but I, but I'll tell you what what the comeback I'm waiting for, and I'm really going to test anybody's knowledge here. Who see who really been paying attention and been this, this a cigar fan or in the industry for a while, but I'm waiting for the comeback for Stradivarius. <laughs> Did I stump yeah, it? I remember that. I remember the name. I remember the name. That was, I mean, is that was that a success? Do you view that okay. as a big success? Strad, okay, so Stradivarius has it to was, be. There, there's there, there's two really big epic fails that I could yeah. here. General's going to hate me for this, but it's true, so I'm sorry. <laughs> But there's two epic fails. One was Diablo, okay? The, yes. the marketing, the getting the... The first Diablo, yeah. Cigar, yeah, the, yeah. The, the spiciest cigar. cigar in the world. Yeah, spicy <laughs> picante, right? Hold on, but this was bad. The cigars were really terrible. The marketing was terrible. You sent these parties in the box that came with molded, melted cheese, and you were supposed to... It was just awful, right? But it's the only cigar that I know in my history, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, that was ever recalled. They recalled that cigar. They took it back. They said, send it back. They made the reps go in, pick up all the boxes, and they sent it back. I've never seen that in my industry, ever. Even when someone has made a really crap cigar, they've never taken it all back. They went in there and said, not only do we want to continue this line, we want to get all the product off the shelves of America. So that was the other one. And the other one was Stradivarius. I can't remember what year, so somebody will have to Google this. Right, I remember the name. Probably about 10, name. 10, 11 years ago. So, so here's this thing. Another moment in my retail career where I, I said this is like absurd. They made this first ever most expensive cigar that ever came out at General at the time it was a thirty dollar retail cigar. 
Okay. It came in this marble looking box. Right. Each cigar individually coffin. It was a light wrapper, like you remember. I mean, kind of a bland ass cigar. Um, individual wood cop, and they had these wax seals all on them and everything. 30 bucks. And I'm there, and we had just gotten our shipment in from the trade show, right? Not a cheap cigar. No. <laughs> and we might have gotten maybe 18 boxes, you know, six of three different sizes, whatever, eight or three different sizes we tried out. And um, uh, this is going right into the holiday season, right? So you had the trade show. We probably dropped in October-ish. And I'm looking. There it is. <laughs> that's it. So, hold on. Yeah, looking, that's it. So, so, so I'm looking at the cigar aficionado. And there's not one ad for this cigar. The most expensive cigar in the history of your organization. Not one ad during the holiday season. I went to the general website at the time. And you know where they have the list of their brands? It wasn't even listed as a brand. Right? Now, the reps had to go around to all those stores. You see that wax blue seal that was on that box? Because every one of those, when you open the box, detached. So I remember my rep going in there, gluing them all back. It was just absurd, right? And... I don't know who they were marketing to because I don't know who they thought would relate to Stradivarius. Right. Right? How many people even know, of, you know, that it's, I mean, I know you know it's a violin, Paul, so you don't got to jump in. But <laughs> I was going to say, of course. Right. I, know know. Stradivarius, I mean, just talk about it's the cream yes, of the crop. We know, right. It's the Fender Stratocaster of cigar guitars. Yeah. So, anyways, so I mean, it, talk about not even relating to your consumer base. Right, this cigar was an epic fail, and I remember I was so pissed off that they didn't market it, they didnn't advertise it. But I called up, I'm not selling this thirty dollars cigar that you don't even believe in. Come pick this shit up. <laughs> I literally did, and they came and picked it all up. And I, I'm telling you, within eight months, it was on JR Cigars, like for forty bucks a box. <laughs> fifty bucks a box. Was, boy, getting rid of it. It was a, it was not a good cigar either. It was a terrible cigar. It was horrible. Yeah, it was a Connecticut shade. I'm remembering, and it was just like. I, yeah, that was just, just. But you're right, Abe. I'm waiting for the point where that's There's resurrected. Back, you watch. Yeah, I, Abe. We'll have to mark this. I'm not so, unless so, maybe someone could challenge you for a, a, a dollar bet. I'm not I'm challenging you. I agree. This. I don't know for a fact, but yeah. I won't be shocked. It'll come with a little little mini violin on the top of each box. <laughs> it's little strings you can play on it. <laughs> please, please, General, don't bring that back. The chopstick boxes. Yeah, please don't bring that back, General. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with the vision coming back, but not not the Stradivarius. <laughs> Anything else you got going on, Coop? Um, well, yeah, that's about it for this week. Um, I'll just mention one last thing: the hand rolled DVD movie is uh, hand rolled is now available on DVD starting next week. I that's saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I I, I bought it through Netflix. I mean, through you know, iTunes. Yeah. Netflix where it was right away. I'm just curious, and I'd really be interested if people would just post this in the comments if you're watching the show. Who still watches DVDs? Yeah, it's late. It's late for DVDs, man. Me. It's like Me. DVDs, CDs have gone by the wayside. Me. And we, just, we just rewired our house and got some new components, and I told them to throw the DVD player out. Nobody who's watching DVDs. It's funny. There was a huge fight in my house because when we were on Long Island, they uh, when the the remnants of the hurricane came by, they lost cable and internet at my parents' house, and all we had was DVDs uh, because you couldn't cast to the TV unless you had a wire because there was no Wi-Fi in the house. So we our DVD players don't work here; they they were broken, so we threw them out. 
And we have, I have a limited number of DVDs now. We've gotten rid of them over the years, but I bought like a, they're like $40 now on Best Buy, but I bought a DVD player. My wife's like, why are you wasting money? I'm like, what if the internet goes out? What the hell are we going to do with two kids and it's raining outside and there's no internet? But we haven't touched it since. Uh, we've had it since we moved, since we came back. We haven't even no. touched the damn thing. Wait, wait, no. so, wait, so, wait, so, wait, so in other words, Paul was that guy that was a me- had the membership of, for one penny, you got 25 DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had the B&G or whatever it was called. I had the club, the BMG club for CDs, though. I did when I was a kid. I was going to say, another great question. Who had, who had Columbia House or BMG membership? <laughs> I, I did. You know, my parents had it. I was a kid. Wait, the I had it with the cassettes. Well, that was cassettes. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, the best, is, the best is, how many times did you join and never buy or pay them all off? Right, right. <laughs> no, and then twenty years later, you get a notice. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. I my son, a- my son actually still watches DVDs, and I'm glad because what he does is we go to the library once a week, and he oh. kind of gets his blockbuster moment because he gets to go to the library and look at all the DVDs and pick out, and that's kind of that that's gone. There is blockbuster and that whole feel of going to rent movies. That's so the I, worked, I worked at a blockbuster, blockbuster for a few. Yeah, listen. I, you don't you I have every streaming service you could possibly have. Right. There's always something for the kids on there. Right. You got the right. Playboy channel? No, we don't actually. I'm not allowed to get that. You don't have every streaming service, but <laughs> there's another thing. I, I I didn't even know libraries are still around. Yeah. <laughs> why why do you need a library? Oh, yeah, we we bring the kids. No, we bring, they do a lot of family events. Now during COVID, they yeah. really haven't, but they do a lot of really cool uh, kid great, events there. Great. Like a library here. <laughs> it's become an event spot, but I'm just asking the question, why do you even need a physical library anymore? Well, for early voting here in Palm Beach County, you have to go to the library. <laughs> well, well, a lot of the libraries have access, access to internet and computers, which not everybody does. So that's, you know, libraries have kind of moved into that's the true. internet realm as well. Yeah, but not here. I, not, not in Palm Beach County. I would assume well, that everybody... you're an aristocrat, Paul, I understand, but there are some <laughs> Internet or laptops and computers at home. Oh, love it. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, it's time. Let's see who belongs this. Do you have any anything else, Coop? I'm sorry. That's it, guys. No, you're all good. Thanks. What do you got going on this week on the on the scoop with Coop? Anything good? Uh, yeah, we got some more reviews coming out. The Aladino uh, Habano reviews coming out this week, so stay tuned for that. And and uh, Steve Sock is going to be on the primetime show Thursday night. Oh, in case anybody hasn't gotten enough of Steve Sokka. <laughs> yeah, but we have to give him a chance to complain about Aaron and I, so that's there that's for him to do that. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie Haysha. Oh, who do you mean from the Battle of the Bands? Hey, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. If you want to watch The Mandalorian, go in your cheap pockets and buy the Disney Plus. <laughs> you're going to see it. He wants to know how he could watch the, the Baby Yoda show, he called it. <laughs> All right. So this week, let's see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Of course, a Florida man was severely injured after he paid for a full contact experience. I thought it was going to be at a strip club, but no. It was a full contact (laughs) experience with a black leopard. Dwight Turner, 50, paid $150 to a man named Michael Poggy, who runs what he describes on Facebook as an animal sanctuary. Is this some Tiger King shit here? Yeah, there's a lot of these now. Those where you people can have are a strange bunch, and... man. Man. Oh, yeah. It's in Davie, Florida, okay? Um, during the August 31st leopard encounter, detectives say a Turner paid to be able to play with a black leopard. 
and rub its belly and take pictures. <laughs> when he entered the backyard enclosure, <laughs> guess what? The leopard attacked. Who, who do these guys think they are? Siegfried and Roy? Even he so, got huh? Yeah, even they attacked. Even they, they attacked, attacked Roy. Roy. Yeah. Right? The leopard attacked. The big cat mauled the man, tearing one of his ears in half and leaving his scalp hanging from his head. Oh, my God. Turner has since undergone multiple surgeries. Authorities say Poggy, who was licensed to own the leopard, was charged with allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal. Officers also issued a citation for maintaining captive, captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. You both idiots belong in a cigar insane asylum this week. Play dumb games, win dumb prizes. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I know a lot of guys that have done this before, that they'll do like a tiger cub experience and they pay like $150 to take pictures with a tiger cub. And it's crazy, man. When they're when they're like six months old, they can rip your face off. Right? Listen, listen, I was at uh, my veterinarian when had, had, um, she runs a sanctuary, and, you know, and I remember going there once, and I held a, a baby. I, I forgot what it was called, but it was like a descendant of the saber-toothed tiger, like a bop, this little baby. And a liger? I don't know. <laughs> I made a Facebook post a while back. But this thing is like was like strong. It was a little bit strong. He's grabbing me. He's putting his claws in there. Like, uh, uh, a, oh. But, yeah, man, I mean, I, nobody needs to go. It's one of the reasons why I don't go into an ocean. I don't need anyone to be near a shark, right? Who I, I don't care. Who wants who wants to be who wants a real life experience with a wild animal? Oh come on, man! Alex, do you go in the ocean? I, I mean, I haven't been to the beach in like five years, but I, I'm not opposed to the ocean. I mean, Juan, do you go in the like ocean? Ankle deep. Dude, what, what, do, what do you mean? I I came in a Mario boat lift. I had to be in the ocean to get over here. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice. I don't, I love, I don't understand I love, that. I love I the ocean. I love the ocean. But the one thing about the tiger, why are we going to spend two hundred bucks, a thousand dollars to play with a tiger? We go to a gentleman's club and play with a tigress for two hundred and fifty right. bucks. <laughs> Where are you going with the ocean? What was the ocean point? Huh? I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing like going in the ocean to me. I know Cook doesn't ocean. either. I love the ocean. No, so yeah. the, ocean uh, the Florida Ocean is so boring, though. It's like getting in a bath. It's not like up north. It's like way that's up north. what. Ah, it's so. It's so great. It's just it's freeing that like, you're like part of the bigger thing. It doesn't belong to you, man. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, now now Valerie's Valerie's kissing ass. She's saying she doesn't like the ocean. <laughs> she she lives in Canada. There's no way she's going <laughs> in the ocean there anytime. Listen, you can't you can't even get me on a boat, right? And take me out far enough where I can't at least see land. Unless it's like a big liner with 485 life rafts and right. satellite and a helipad, you're not getting because look, I don't care because if that boat goes down, I'm gonna die, right? But at least I know I can start swimming in the right direction. Right? I mean, I know you about try. You can try, right. You have right. A, at least you, you got can the try. Hope. You got the hope. At least I can start going right. right. You're out there in the I never knew you were so paranoid. I'm not You're paranoid. afraid to die. It's logic, man. It makes no sense. Why put yourself in that situation? Listen, dude, I come from Chicago. People have gotten lost and never found in Lake Michigan. That's true. Okay? Listen. Lake Michigan. It's a damn lake. 
And you want to take the boat out to the Bahamas? No, thank you. <laughs> I think there's certain things I don't do. I don't go in helicopters too. Because yeah, I, I agree. Like I have no desire to jump out of a plane. They wanted me to come down in a helicopter for the one of the great smokes. I said, you're all out of your fucking minds. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's my theory. And I told it to the, my team that was in the room that day when they said it. I said, let me tell you something. In my whole life, and it just happened recently, I can tell you one person I know who died in an automobile accident. Okay? That's almost 50 years on this earth. I can't tell you anybody who died in a plane crash. I can't tell you anybody who died in a, in a train crash. I can't tell you anybody who I know personally who's drowned at sea. But I can tell you five people I know who, felt, who died in a helicopter crash. Those are kind of odds to tell you, don't get in goddamn helicopter. Do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean know like Kobe Bryant know. I mean, like, I know they're people we knew. So screw that. No helicopters. Carlos Santana said, heroin and helicopters never turn out well. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> Don't do helicopters. You're just doing things that specifically aren't necessary. Don't do helicopters. I know I know guys when I lived on Long Island that commute to work every day in a helicopter. I mean, they're billionaires, but yeah. No, I mean, that, listen, I wasn't flying. I've never flown in a helicopter, but that would pick him up at a helipad in his backyard every day and fly him to Manhattan. To his building where he worked, and and he's still around. I went up just saying. High, I went up in a hot air balloon in Napa. Felt totally fine. Never give me a hell no out. way. That scares yeah. me even more. Totally that fine. Scares me even more. Great. You got fire and a with a big fabric balloon, man. That thing totally can go cool. up. Like totally a cool. box. I've never heard of a hot air balloon death crash. You know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, look it up. Look it up. In France, it's happened a lot. Well, France. It's French. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We did an insane asylum with one of them. It was it was somewhere in Asia where they do the hot air balloon festival with fireworks in them, and a bunch of them came burning down, falling on people. Well, you, there's no control in mean, a hot air balloon. You're that crazy. was a setup for failure. You know what? There is no control. It's kind of cool because when we did it in Napa, they, they can't tell you where they're going to land. So there's a van that just follows them so they can bring you back to where you got in. And landing is not a pleasant experience. I mean, it's a you bounce, you rough, you tip over. But I'd go in a hot air balloon any day. Never get me in a helicopter. A, a helicopter is just a fishbowl with wings just waiting to fall, man. No way. <laughs> no way. Not happening. That's awesome. All right. Listen. It doesn't have wings, just so you know. It has whatever it has propeller, health. whatever you want to call it. Get out of here. Just looking, at, just looking at it, it's an anomaly. It gets off the ground. So, anyways, this was a fun show. I had a good time, Wani. Thank you, Tom. Always with you guys. Thank you guys for having me again. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, man, look forward to seeing you and visiting you soon, Abe. And uh, Paul, uh, stay safe, my brother. Al, nice to meet you. Coop, Coop, Coop. All right, buddy. Now I'm going to bust your balls a second because I have to before we go. Why are you displaying second place trophies of baseball in back in the back? Only first place trophies are allowed. Wow. <laughs> because, because my kids couldn't win the I first. Can't believe they're not mine and my kids. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't have the trophy at all. I have to mess with you. I love you, baby. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. You know that's a real baseball fan that he knows it's a second place trophy by the look. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, for, right. yeah. I would have never picked that up. <laughs> All right, next week we got Eric Espinosa. I think this is the pre La Zona Palooza. So we'll have him on. I think we have a little special guest appearance by Glenn Loop. I think he'll be officially retired as this next week. Yes. I want to know what he's going to be doing. I don't, I don't want to talk about legislation at all. I want to know what Glenn Loop's retirement plans are. That's what I want to know. 
So everybody have a great weekend. If you're going out, be safe. Enjoy your kids. Have a great Halloween. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Keep it lit.